ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. Ooh. Episode number seventeen. Yes, it is seventeen, and we have a hot damn another interview another, another good one another good one you know what it's, it's, it's us it's beginning to be what we do you know yeah I mean? this is what we do well that's what you do <laughs> that's what i do <laughs> what are you eating over there some potato skins oh tgi friday's potato skins in a bag cheddar and sour cream Ah, that's good. Yep, 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 yep. Good for the heart. <laughs> so stick around. Uh, coming up uh, at the top of the second hour-ish will be Jeremy Wyatt. Jeremy Wyatt. The best wrestler in the Midwest, in my opinion. Oh, been Central States wrestling. Wrestling champion, Metro Pro heavyweight champion, had matches with Adam Pearce. NWA Missouri champion. Yeah, he's had a lot of really, really high-quality matches with guys of different styles. And that's what I consider a good wrestler. If you can wrestle Adam Pierce, who was who is bigger than him, if you guys Google him right now, right. he's a smaller guy. He's in that Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero type of build as far Jeremy as Jeremy Wyatt is. Yeah, Jeremy Wyatt is. As far as uh type of wrestler he is, uh he can have great matches with Adam Pierce, who is bigger than him, or he can have great ma- matches with a guy like ACH who bounces off the walls and does everything possible to, you know, be a Circus Olay type of uh, wrestler. And he wrestled for Juggalo Championship and Wrestling. And you loved that. <laughs> you did. Well, I finally got to ask somebody about yeah, it. Yeah, that is true. Stay tuned. Top of the second hour-ish. First, however, as per huge. <laughs> you like that? Is that what the cool kids say? As per huge, we start with the news. Get informed. A nugget of progress? Okay. What is that about? Ah, According to E-Wrestling News, WWE is set to release a DVD collection chronicling the history of the company, which will include a chapter on the 1999 tragic accidental death of Owen Hart. Kansas City, Kemper Arena. I was there. WrestlingDVDnews.com reports the segment is very classy and makes no mention of the legal issues involving Owen Hart's widow, Martha, regarding use of Owen's name and likeness. WWE has been unable to refer to Owen since his death due to these legal issues. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been an issue. They, they've they wanted to, there's been talk of wanting to put him in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. use DVDs for him, because, I mean, one that's only going to make them money. Right. You know, the hearts. And uh, she's been bitter about it ever since the death. I mean, she blames them completely. Uh, and, you know, the whole heart family relationship's been soured with the McMahons and WWE for some time. Um, now, hold on. Do, okay, so... But Brett has said Owen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they can mention the name, you know, but like... Oh, likeness as far as There's been no likeness. They can make a DVD. Like, she wanted absolutely no buck to be made off of of him again. You know, I mean, 
being a selfish selfish wrestling fan, I kind of go, hey, let the DVDs go out, that kind of stuff. But I'm also, you know, I'm not yeah, there. But at some I point, wasn't like, with, there with him. At some point, you're robbing the memory of him, his accolades, mm-hmm. you know, if you're his wife, you know, so he can't get in the Hall of Fame when he probably deserves it. You know oh, he I mean? definitely deserves it. Yeah, um, gave that, his life that, for the business. Yeah, now that I under—I don't understand. Let him go into the Hall of Fame. I kind of understand that. Hey, we're going to put him in a video game as a legend. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, we're going to put him in a DVD. Right. I get that to a point. Hey, stop making money off of my husband right. who's passed away. Yeah. But the Hall of Fame, it's like, let him go in. Now yeah. that's a real, you know, sure, significant moment. So, so you were there. I was there. So how was that whole... Well, I didn't have great seats, and I was young. So from what I remember, because it still happened... To me, that happened so quick, because the entrance itself caught me off guard. So I'm already looking up, you know what I mean? So I'm caught off guard. I'm not really paying attention. I just notice someone falling. Mm -hmm. And so I look, and then it's Blue Blazer. Of course, yeah. Which is a terrible gimmick. Yeah, and so he hits the turnbuckle, and I'm like... Maybe that was fake. That was my first thought. It was, it was, it was a dummy. Right. You know, like, hey, we're going to throw the dummy down. His opponent, who I can't even remember, his opponent's going to get distracted from the dummy. Uh, Owen comes in with a quick roll-up. One, two, three. That's what happened. So I initially thought it was a dummy, right? So I, boom. And I go, no, because now people are freaking out. And I was young. I think I was around 99. I think I'm around 13 or 14 at that time. So I'm still... Not understanding things, but I get when people are panicking. Right. And so I was like, well, maybe people, this isn't right. Yeah. And then everyone came in, and then there was whispers of, oh, he's dead. That was really him. And I was like, no, I don't think that would ever happen. I was so like, no. And the thing with the thing that people forget is that wasn't the main event. Yeah, no, uh-uh. The so they had to event, continue, yeah. They continued Stone Cold Steve Austin Undertaker. Mm. And... As horrible as this sounds, I kind of forgot about it. That a guy just died. That a guy yeah. just died because of Stone Cold and Undertaker. So I got so wrapped up in that match that by the end of the night, I was just like, that was kind of crazy what happened, right? And then the next night, they're like, Owen died. I was like, oh, wow, I saw something that yeah. shouldn't have happened, and yeah. that was very tragic. I was in high school. I think it was early high Well, no, it was 99? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was out of high school. But I knew somebody was there. You know what I mean? And I remember talking to a guy mm-hmm. and just. That was horrible. I mean, yeah. But like I said, it's horrible once you found out. But at the time, because wrestling is what it is, you was were kind really of. 99? That sounds early or late. I thought it was earlier than that. You know, because of wrestling and what it is, you didn't know. I mean. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. So no one was really, to me, from what I remember, no one was really getting teary-eyed or crying or you know besides himself yeah may 23rd 1999 yeah but once you found out hey that was actually owen he died man then that was kind of crazy yeah yeah i'm looking at some of these images don't no don't Well, i mean they're long like Uh, far away my friend sat front row that i went to school with and he has the picture of impact like the legs so he hits chest first. It's like chest area first. Okay. But the impact. So he's was, going face down. Yeah. The impact was so uh, forceful that it like scorpioned his legs to where his legs like kind of hit the back of his head. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Oh, I can't imagine. 
I don't want. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should probably just pass move on. Well, I, I'm I'm glad to see some progress because uh, the legacy should live on. Exactly. Hall of Fame, I totally understand, but I understand her side with the don't put them in sure. a video game sure. kind of thing. Sure, absolutely. Lighter note: Piggy's pupils. What's that about? Uh, recently confirmed that w, former WWE diva and TNA knockout Mickey James has been involved with the WWE Performance Center as a guest trainer. And she's been see, receiving high praise. Uh, some of their trainers down there have been saying that she wrestles better than most of the men they have on the roster. She's a, she, In my opinion, she's one of the best of all time women yeah. wrestlers. Yeah, so again, uh, this could only lead to good things. I mean, the relationship's good. They're praising her. She's down there teaching I got to think maybe they're like, maybe we'll bring her down. Because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she left kind of on iffy terms. She was a little angry at them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm telling you, you do a you do a crazy bitch off between her and AJ. Yeah. I'm the crazy bitch. Now you think yeah. you're crazy? I'm the original crazy maybe, bitch. Maybe uh, time has healed all wounds. Oh, that always does in pro wrestling. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either. Mm. Half the time. W- <laughs> WWE Director of Communications Matthew Altman issued a statement to the Motley Fools website regarding Reddit user Dolphins1925. Yes! I love when we talk about this. The user who has become famous for correctly predicting nearly every single pay-per-view match for many months now. Mm-hmm. Altman said that, quote, WWE believes in First Amendment rights, so anyone has the right to predict outcomes, end quote. I.e., we're going to try to figure this shit out. The article also states that WWE has officially said they have made no attempts to identify the identity of Dolphins 1925, which is complete 100% horseshit. Yes, absolutely. Now, what was the site that he issued that The Motley Fools website, it said? I don't know. I've never heard of it. That's what I'm trying to get at. If that guy is going to respond to a site, no offense, I don't know him, but Motley Fools... Right. Then it's under their skin. Yeah. And they're oh, going to try to get absolutely, it. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? There's a level of like, okay, let's internally try to figure this out. But now they've kind of went public and acknowledged this guy. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't even know. I'm telling you. I think it's... I, I look up the Motley Fool's website and so many different things come up, so I don't even know. Maybe it's a radio show or something, like a AM radio show that they're also wrestling fans. I don't know. But yeah, if man, anybody has any information, hit us up. Yeah, on who they are. Yeah. Like to talk to them. Uh, but man, that says a lot to me that they would take the time to acknowledge dolphins. Yeah, they yeah they're following and they're trying to figure out who the hell it is. Yes, they absolutely, hundred percent. God, I can't wait till the, I told you. I keep telling you the two stories I cannot wait to break while we're on the air is that one and the Stephanie McMahon just dropping all of her stocks. What if it is Stephanie McMahon? That would be dumb as shit. Dun, dun, dun. I just blew your mind. You did. (laughs) Moving on. A new CD? That's what's up. Oh, God, is that true? Uh, R-Truth revealed to Bang Showbiz that he is currently working on a WWE CD made exclusively of his songs. It gets better. No, it doesn't. Oh, it gets way better. He also mentions that world heavyweight champion John Cena has collaborated on the project and will be on at least two of the songs on the album. (laughs) Yeah. I hate my life I can't wait till we do an entire show where all of our bumps 
are that the, the archer I'm, cd i'm not gonna be shocked if i come in and you're just blaring the cd <laughs> just to spite me. oh absolutely i'm gonna oh find the best john cena verse what, what, and loop it what <laughs> song well you know what john cena's not a horrible rapper honestly he's pretty good <laughs> yeah, yeah. but he's not horrible he's not horrible no, he's pretty right. good yeah but what song can art i'm winded before i make it to the yeah. ring I need he can't water. even do it yeah he can't even do his own fucking song <laughs> you know and all he's doing is what's up that what fuck you man yeah, i'm not interested one iota nothing i'm kind of interested honestly i mean i'll listen <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. so stupid dizzy diva Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I know this one. WWE Divas Champion AJ Lee fainted during a match at a house show in London. WWE issued a press release stating that Lee collapsed, fell off the ring apron due to dehydration. AJ was tended to for several minutes by WWE training staff before being helped backstage, and the match was canceled. Makes sense. I mean, AJ Lee, in my mind, I'd have to like really go back and look at all the Divas, which I wouldn't mind, but she's one of the smaller Divas of all time. Yeah. I'm imagining I'm not I'm not good at this, but I'm imagining she's maybe 110 at the most. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's on the road. She's probably not. I mean, yeah, she's, well, they're probably getting meals. There's been a lot of reports that this was a really rough tour for them over there in Europe. Yeah, like they were go 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 with little to no downtime. Right, and so you know when you're 100 pounds, you're going all the time. Yeah, you're getting your meals because well, and you're the champ, catering. So you're everywhere. Yeah, you're doing the no probably off. press. Yeah, you're doing everything. And you're also probably wanting to enjoy Europe. You've got to sign every yep. every autograph signing, every shake hands, every mm-hmm. radio station. So eventually that's going to get to you, especially being, you know, that tiny of a person. So mm. it's not surprising, but it does suck. But, I mean, she was back out on Raw and everything, so she seems to be in good health again. Mm-hmm. Just dehydration, I guess. Yes. Got to drink that water. Ask our truth about that. <laughs> Hustle. Loyalty. Respect and merchandise. I will. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Kmart is proud to announce the launch of exclusive boys apparel line. Never give up by John Cena available at Kmart stores nationwide online at Kmart.com and on shopyourway.com. Drawing inspiration from WWE superstar John Cena, the collection is currently available in boys sizes 5 to 16. You can probably fit into 16. Yeah. For fall 2013, the line includes military-inspired camo prints, graphic tees, hoodies, cargo pants, outerwear, headwear, and accessories priced from $7.99 to $29.99. A follow-up spring collection is anticipated to launch in stores and online in early 2014. So now you can have... All the John Cena merchandise you ever wanted, T-Mac. That pisses me off so <laughs> you bad. Know what it, you know what it tells me? No heel turn no, ever. No heel turn's coming anytime soon. I mean, what the hell? I mean, this is this is beyond Hogan. It's Do you be, know yeah. that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Hogan never got a personalized nothing. Yeah. Uh, this kind of stuff wasn't around as much back then, but... But still, this is, I mean, I would totally get if it was like, all right, we're going to do a WWE line uh-huh. for Kmart only, and it's 95% Cena, sure, little CM yep. Punk, mm-hmm. little Sheamus, but just John Cena? Oh, yeah. It's a John Cena. It's called the Never Give Up line. I feel like giving up. Yeah. 
Well, I got the last story. This will make you feel better. I hope so. Talk is Jericho. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes, I like Jericho. Chris Jericho announced via Twitter that his new podcast, Talk is Jericho, will debut Thursday, November 21st, with his first guest being fellow Podcast One podcaster, Steve Austin. Damn it. I mean, no, hold on. Before, that's not okay. a bad reaction. Right. But I'm already listening to the art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm already listening to the, the art, art of wrestling. wrestling. I'm already listening to All Wrestling. or uh, yeah, AllWrestling.com all week wrestling, interview. Yeah, uh-huh. All Wrestling week the interview. The Steve Austin Show. The Steve Austin Show. The Steve Austin Show, show Unleashed. I just listen to Steve Austin Show Unleashed. I don't listen yeah, to the other one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so got I'm, Wade Keller on there. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to All Wrestling. I'm listening to Cabana. I'm listening to Stone Cold. You listen back to us. I listen to us from time to, uh, to you. I don't really care for me. Well, I listen back to see, make sure it came off well, right, yeah. any improvements we need to make to sound yeah. quality, those kind of things. I, I, I just listen to you. I, yeah. Because yeah, I'm not listening now, so I'll listen later. Right. Um, and then I got my own damn shows of this and Fight Show Live. Son of a bitch, man. Yeah. When are you going to have time for anything else? And I also like Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And I like Adam Carolla's. I like Bill Burr. Yeah, and you like Bill Burr's, which I, I haven't even got to. Yeah. You know, it's like, <clears throat> shit. Yeah, like Greg Fitzsimmons. There's a lot of podcasts I have that I wind up downloading because I look at the guest now. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this show's probably funny, but I don't have time to listen and, exactly. and I don't care about it. Yeah. There's some Stone Cold uh, podcasts that I've skipped over oh, yeah. where he's like, my time in Mexico. That's yeah, if right. he doesn't have a guest, I'm not listening. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I like him. And I like him, and, I, and it's probably a great show, but look, you know what? Sorry. Ain't got the time. But what we do have time for? But his show will be good. Oh, he, yes, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, we didn't witty. talk about that. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah it might be, be one of the better witty. ones. I Absolutely. definitely him yep. and Cabana will probably be up there as far as wit and yes. good interview skills. Yeah, I'm interested to see that uh, or hear that uh, Jericho Austin yeah. interview. That should be good. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I can I can only imagine that'll be reciprocated. I imagine he's gonna do wrestling heavy and then eventually, kind of like his career, go over to. Uh, Rock and roll. Yeah, you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then get you back with an edge or, you know, one of his good friends. Yeah, well, it's time for this great podcast to take a break. And, uh, you know, hey, anybody wants to uh, be involved in these breaks, hit us up. Donate some money. You can have a, a commercial spot of your very own to talk about whatever you got to pedal or want to talk about. So hit us up, tableshow at gmail.com, and we'll get more into that later. But uh, coming up, we're going to talk about Raw. Spanish announce table, trending topics, and network. Dot com. Uh, trending temper. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed Martial Arts has found a home in Kansas City. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Tune in every Sunday night at 8 as they cover the cage with news, commentary, calls, and big-name interviews. Oh, my God! Heel to the jaw. How good was that? Experts in the business of beatdown. He paused with the left and bang, right on the jaw. Fight Show Live with Ozone and Tina. Sunday nights at 8 on Sports Radio 102.5 The Fan. Yeah, I liked that theme music. 
It's it's very it's not typical, you know. And it, it felt a it, it, it felt big a, time. Fits a heel. Well, you know. And it felt big time. Like if I yeah. heard that at WrestleMania, like it's, it's go great time. for a big mania because it's got that drawn out, mm-hmm. you know, intro. Yeah, I liked it. But we're gonna talk a little raw country. Yeah, we are. I didn't do the uh, country-based wrestler themes because I didn't have the fucking time, so I don't really give a shit. Well, it wasn't that good of a Raw except for the main event, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, it starts off, uh, they show a recap of everything that happened the last week in the absence of the authority, Yeah, which leads us into Triple H and Stephanie McMahon coming out to the ring. Triple H says last week proved how pivotal their presence is each week and how disappointed he is of how Raw turned out, right? Yes. Says Brad Maddox and Vicky Guerrero will be dealt with later tonight. Q, Randy Orton, who comes out and says, that's great, you're blaming everybody else, because I blame you. What? Yeah. Says they didn't tell anybody who was in charge last week, thus allowing him to be put in the position that left him vulnerable for the big show attack. Oh. Yeah, yeah. maybe he's got a point. He says that they should be protecting their most valuable asset, and now he has a match against the Big Show coming up and wants to know what they're going to do about it. Triple H asks him who he thinks he is. And Orton says he's the face of the company, which Triple H reminds him that means he's the face of their company. Ooh. Ooh. Snap. Get back in line, bitch. <laughs> so, as they keep talking, we hear Vicky Guerrero in a quiet voice say, excuse me, which was Nice touch. I like that. She was amazing. Yes. Oh, man. Well, and uh, she and the, the Mad Ox come out to the stage, and they're both, of course, blaming each other. A little infighting there. Triple H says it doesn't matter whose fault it was because they all have to pay tonight. Each and every goddamn one of you. <laughs> I don't know if he said <laughs> no, that. No, he didn't say that. But Stephanie says it's clear that since they booked so many handicap matches last week, that they've become desensitized to how difficult it is to prepare and compete each week. And because of that, they will both compete in matches tonight. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Little, uh, what's good for the goose? Good for the gander. Yeah. Vicky Guerrero will face Divas champion AJ Lee, and the Mad Ox will battle with the Viper. WWE champion Randy Orton in a no disqualification match right goddamn now. You know, I think Triple H wants to say those words, yes. but I don't know if he is. What he does say is, that'll do. Which I thought was a good touch. Uh-huh. Brad attempts to run away, but he's met by the director of operations, Kane, who takes him by the shirt and walks him to the ring. Now, hold on. So why isn't Kane being punished either? He was just as involved in this booking, you know, fiasco. Because mm-hmm. he's the he's the one they like. No, he's the one who can fight back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we get that match right. Goddamn now. Randy Orton versus Brad Maddox. No disqualification. Maddox initially tries to walk away, or talk his way out of it, excuse me, and uh, when Randy doesn't seem willing to hear him out, Maddox manages to nail him with the microphone, then he gets in a bunch of offense, right? He's rolling around, get, getting shots in, gets a two count. One, two. To no avail. Now Randy does his slow turn and it was and cool. Look. Yeah, that was pretty cool, because he yeah. was like, are you trying like, to really wrestle like, me? oh, like, so you really think you got a shot at this. Yeah. Now he's pissed, and he proceeds to viciously beat the shit out of Maddox. Yeah, he does. Within an inch of his life, prompting the referee to call the match. Even the the JBL, who's the heel commentator, was like, hey, like, cut it out. Hey, this is a little much. Yeah, no. So a winner by referee's decision in a no-disqualification match. That's how bad you're beating somebody's ass. Yeah. Randy Orton. All right, so we go to commercial. We come back from commercial. We see the Maddox being carried out on a stretcher. They pass by Vicky, whose jaw just drops because, uh. 
Oh, shit. She's got her own match coming up. Mm-hmm. Now we get Big E Langston versus Curtis Axel for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Good match. Yeah. Big E hits Axel with the big ending. And he wins. One, two, three. In the first match that Curtis Axel officially does not have uh, Paul Heyman on Monday Uh Night Raw. And they made plenty of mention of it. Which I don't, whatever, man. I don't get it. But. Hey, we could do something cool, but why? New Intercontinental (laughs) Champion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Hey, why? We can make a feud out of this, but fuck him. Let's just go out and have him job out the Big E with no storyline. Hey, sounds like a great idea. Let's do it right goddamn now. But Big E's got some momentum. Yes. I would say he's he has the most uh, push behind him right now. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Well, backstage we see Randy Orton and The Shield watching the monitor and watching Big E celebrate his IC title win. Orton says, let's hope at Survivor Series there's not a similar situation surrounding the WWE title. Orton tells The Shield that the authority wants them to have his back at Survivor Series. Roman Reigns tells him that if that's what the authority wants, that's what they'll get. But that also means Orton better have their backs as well. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I'm starting to see some tension. Because last week, kind of, they had a little uh-huh. come to Jesus meeting, too. Yep. You know? Well, now we are treated to quite possibly one of the worst segments in WWE television in years. Um, y- you know, yeah. Diva musical chairs oh you heard me correctly rewind the podcast if you want you know what don't rewind it i'm gonna say it again diva musical chairs now if this is 1998 this says hell yeah yeah. Yeah. all the divas are in the ring with host jerry lawler who else of course Lawler tells us uh, that the music for Diva Musical Chairs will be cruised by Florida Georgia Line. Tonight's Which makes me want to fucking slip my wrist. <laughs> Tonight's special musical guest for Raw Country, Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> I like Florida Georgia Line. I don't. Songs playing out. Now, the music starts and all the divas stay in there and do nothing. Good. Jerry informs them, uh, you need to walk around in circles. So they're too fucking stupid to play musical chairs. Is that what we're yes. insinuating here? Yes. God damn. Well, the music stops, and the first diva eliminated is Natalia. Which makes total sense. Of course. Next round goes, and Alicia Fox is eliminated. Makes sense. How do you go from having, being one half of the participants of the greatest <laughs> wrestling match ever? And the girl who thinks that is true eliminates you. <laughs> yeah, see, there yeah. you go. At this time, JBL says what is probably on the mind of pretty much everyone watching when he says... This is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah? I wonder if he gets... You know, because he has... Because the thing. Yeah, they didn't tell him to say that, did they? There's no. no way they told him to say that. And he has so many other things going on outside yeah. of WWE. I wonder if he slips those in just to like really let them know, like, yeah. this is uh, stupid. Yeah, I don't need you. Yeah, yeah. They kind of need him right now. Definitely. Yeah, Jerry Lawler can uh, croak any second. Well, the Divas are getting a little more aggressive this time, pushing and shoving around the circle. When the music stops, <laughs> no one sits down. Rather, a big Diva brawl ensues. Oh. Music starts up again, and Jerry Lawler says, let's hear it for the Divas. Leaving JBL to say to his broadcast partner, I'm not sure what we just saw here, Michael. And I'm not sure either, T-Mac. Why? I mean... 
They're trying to go around this Total musical, Divas thing. No, they're trying well, to... Well, right, yes, they want to get the Divas involved, and then it's rock country, music, musical chairs. Total Divas. We'll see more. It's a theme. And we got a feud, because it's Total <laughs> Divas versus the non Why not just divas. have a dance-off? Yeah. A line dance-off. Perfect. Right? A strip line dance-off. Or why did... <laughs> this makes my head hurt. <laughs> Next, we get Ryback versus Big Show. Well, this match was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. Ryback manages to get Big Show up for an impressive-looking shell shock. It was good. But, of course, they shit all over it by having Big Show kick out it, too. Because they don't. They hate finishers. Yes. Ryback. Every match is WrestleMania. Yes. Well, Ryback goes for the show of strength again, but Big Show shoves them into the ropes. Ryback rebounds off and gets nailed with the WMD. Which is enough for the one, two, three. Big I like show. what you did there. You like that? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good sometimes. Yeah. Well, Randy Orton tries a sneak attack run-in, but Big Show catches him with a giant spear. Orton then retreats up the ramp, holding his ribs, while Big Show stands in the ring, giving him the evil giant stare. Surprised he didn't do the yes chant. Yeah, that's true. Thief. This was Thief. all supposed to be Daniel Bryan, you asshole. Backstage, we see Zack Ryder. What? Zack Ryder. What is he doing? Is he lost? He's hanging out with Florida Georgia Line. Telling them how excited he is for the performance tonight because the character Zack Ryder would obviously be a huge country music fan. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Long Island screams country. Fist pumping, I think Florida Georgia Line. Actually, I do think of that now because that was such a fad five years ago. And retard country people probably just catch on to it now. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I listen to country enough, too, and I was talking about this with my mom because uh, the CMAs were on recently, and I said, mm-hmm. they really are pushing the mixed, you know, they've got mm-hmm. some kind of, country's almost rapping in their songs yeah. now, and there's yeah. some beat to it, and I said, yeah, they're only like 20 years behind the times. Exactly. <laughs> you know, That's other music is. was mixing in in the 90s, right. but at any rate, in walks 3MB dressed in country attire, and they say that Florida Georgia Line must have heard of them. And tell them good luck following them tonight as they proceed to sing something that would make a dog howl. It wasn't good. Before walking off excited about what they've done. But they changed their name, right? Well, we get to that later, yep. Yeah. Florida Georgia Line tell Ryder that they need to go get ready for their performance as they just kind of stand there shocked at, you know. At any rate. So two really shitty segments right there. I get that. I expected that. Whenever you have a special guest, in walks a 3MB or a Santino or a Hornswoggle or a Fandango, which we don't see tonight. Fandango. Mm. But can I dance in them? Can I dance in these? Footlocker. See, there would have been a good mix, that kind of Yeah! Anyway, Randy Orton is back. Excuse me. He's backstage screaming at the trainers to give him another bag of ice for his ribs. He's furious and wonders out loud where the shield was and why they weren't there to help him in his attack. And now he sees, quote, how it is. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see something. You know what it's going to be? You know what it's going to be? Shield helps him win the title at Survivor Series. That's uh, all. That's all the plot. All the ruse. All you stupid fans bit at hook, line, and sinker. Stealing TNA's idea here. Huh? <laughs> well, now we get the match we've all been waiting for: the Real Americans versus Kofi Kingston and the Miz. Yep. Yep. They do announce that there will be a match between the Real Americans and Goldie Rhodes on SmackDown for the tag team titles, but. Uh, Let's be honest here. It's a go-home show for Survivor Series. Highly doubt that title's going to change hands. It ain't. It ain't. Plus, it's a tape show. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Anyway, Kofi goes to make a Taz to Miz, who drops off the apron 
smiles at Kofi, allowing Swagger to slap on the Patriot lock. Kofi taps. And this doesn't make sense to me because I feel like it should have been, okay, so I, that heel turn has happened a million times. Sure. Right? But usually what There's happens is... story building up to it. Is I drop down, I don't take the tag... I beat you up after you lose. I grab the mic and I tell you why. Yeah. And I tell you why I did the heel turn. What happened was I just didn't want the tag. Yeah. Maybe they'll follow up, but first of all, there's no reason for Kofi and the Miz to be tag teaming, and there's no reason for the Miz to turn on Kofi and screw him over. Just an easy baby face to do it to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go big or go home with these heel turns. Yeah. Miz. Make it worth something. Miz, you know what you should do? Go backstage and attack John Cena. Yeah, even if you get your ass beat. I defended my title at WrestleMania and beat your ass. Now I want yeah, your title then, and then, you're injured. Then they feel you got to involve John Cena in with The Miz. And they're not ready to do that right now. Stupid. Well, what we do get backstage, we see Vicky Guerrero faking an injury and yelling for a doctor. Need help? Cut to commercial. Now, I will tell you, this was pretty funny. The, yeah. She did a really good job up until the match, actual match. Yeah. Even like, then, though, she was right. Well, making she a knows spectacle sold. of herself. She knows sold the, the widow's peak. Right. But, you know, the feigning. Yeah, the yeah, feigning. yeah, yeah. I like that. It was very funny. Well, coming back from commercial, we see Vicky on a stretcher being carried away. Stephanie tells the doctor, take her straight to the hospital. The doctor informs her that Vicky has normal blood pressure and a normal pulse. Stephanie then says again, take her straight to the hospital right after her match. Biatch. Vicky's, Bitch! Vicky's furious. She gets wheeled out on a stretcher, and she's screaming like crazy. And uh, AJ comes out, and Vicky's passing out, like you said, all over the place. Ref checking on her. She needs water. Somebody get her some water. Bell rings. Vicky's making a big show of running around, begging for her life. Uh, she's, like, climbing up on Tamina, grabbing her hand, using it as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. Very, very funny yeah. heel gimmick stuff. Yeah. AJ ends up getting the Black Widow. Vicky taps out with a quickness. But why was it AJ? <clears throat> yeah, why was it AJ? Why, why wasn't was it, it a face? Why wasn't it the Bellas? Why wouldn't it just, even even if you're going to use a heel, Tamina. Somebody's yeah. supposed to beat her down. Right. Because they started chanting, AJ, A, and there's a heel. Yep. So why'd you do that? Uh, you Your guess is as good as mine. But we see Dolph Ziggler and Damian Sandow backstage in Triple H's office, and he informs them they're going to have a Broadway brawl. You know what that is? A street fight. Yeah, well, none of them knew what it was. Dolph Ziggler versus Damian Sandow, Broadway Brawl. And what it is is a hardcore match with musical instruments in the ring. I don't understand why that's a Broadway Brawl. I think it's maybe a street in Nashville. Like, would our power and light? I I think so. I don't know. Why wouldn't it just be a Nashville street fight? Nashville street fight. Because they're stupid. Or just a... They're stupid. Rings filled with musical instruments. Good match, though. I mean, Very even, good match. Even for it being quick, it was it was cool. Some good spots. Mm-hmm. Sandow had the drum bashed in over his head, and then it's like stuck over his his you know arms, cartoon like, and he can't move. And then uh, Dolph Ziggler did the uh, double J strut. strut. Yep, nailed him over the head with the uh, it wasn't really a guitar, was it? It was more of a uh, drum. Well, but after that. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, like it a, was a clarinet. No, it was a. It was like a stand up bass. Yeah, was it even the standard bass? I'm not a musical guy. Who knows? I don't know. I just it was, listened it to was it. a stringed I don't, I don't play instrument. It. Winner Dolph Ziggler over Damian Sandow. Mm-hmm. Pinfall. We haven't seen a uh, Dolph win like that, have we? On a, on a well, here's the thing. Dolph wins when no one cares. 
Yeah, you know what I'm true. saying? Yeah, that's that true. was we not for a title. Match. That was not a pay per view. There was no feud. Mm. He wins those because people like him. WWE doesn't. <laughs> Randy Orton's backstage with the Authority, and he's complaining about how the Shield left him alone earlier. And he wants to know if the Authority still has confidence in him as the face of the WWE. Stephanie says they were just talking about that, and uh, they need to think about it. Yeah. Orton looks shocked. Shocked. Cena comes out to the ring. Dun, 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 dun. Six. Dun, 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 dun. Six. Oh, he praises the crowd for their energy. Blah, blah, blah. You notice he didn't say further cheers. You're right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he's talking about a sling and getting beat up. Well, Del Rio comes out and says he's going to beat him up because a real champion takes advantage of the situation like this. Cena agrees with him. The real champion does take advantage of the situation. Promptly pulls off the sling and starts to beat Del Rio up. But Del Rio quickly escapes and they stare each other down. I don't care. I don't care about these two wrestlers. Our metaphorical backs are turned. I didn't even watch it. Hmm. Next we get... The Rhinestone Cowboys. I did watch this. 3MB versus R-Truth and... Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. Coming out. Let's let's throw out a black guy with R-Truth. New Harlem Heat. Woods hits his honor roll finisher on McIntyre for the pin. Winners, R-Truth and Xavier Woods. And he goes nuts. So, is this the thing with 3 and B? Are they going to do this everywhere they go? And I hope so. I think the problem is, not everywhere you go has a discernible... Oh, they'll find something. You think? They'll find something. What do you do for Detroit? Well, there's a lot of Rock City, Detroit Rock City. Oh, Detroit Rock City? Or just come out in cars? Motown. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they can do the Motown. Okay, what do you do for Kansas City? Jazz? Yep. Okay. What do you do for Omaha, Nebraska? Come out as a Cornhusker. They're the farmers. It doesn't always have to be musical. That's true. Yeah. They can come out That's right. That's true. Yeah, if they get away from the musical Yeah, aspect. they can come out in little John Deere's. Because, yeah, they're not the three-man band if they keep changing their names. Every right, time. yeah. They could just be little little, uh, little John Deere's up in Omaha. <laughs> well, Randy Orton is backstage with the authority again, and Triple H and Stephanie tell him, yes, yes, they do have confidence in him as the face of the WWE. And that is exactly why that this Sunday at Survivor Series, The Shield will not be there to help him. They will. Because if he has confidence in himself, then he'll prove that he deserves to be the face of the WWE. And Orton angrily tells Triple H that he'll show him confidence. Yeah. Walks off. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you my backside. Florida Georgia Line now performs their smash hit round here. I didn't watch how it. I would do it round here. You don't need to sing that. Mm-mm. Moon comes up. Don't like stars, it. Stars, I think, uh, come I'm, out. I'm going to take my headphones <laughs> off. <laughs> Main event of the evening. Uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, the Usos, Goldie Rhodes versus the Wyatt family and the Shield should have been the Survivor Series match. You say Goldie Rhodes so much that I really think of him that way. <laughs> yeah, that's their name. Goldie no, it isn't. Rhodes. It should be their name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think of it as their real name. It's so much easier than saying Gold Dust and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Why not I just say... I feel like tag team champions should have a fucking name. Yeah. Why not the Rhodes Dynasty? Road Dust. Road Dust is funny. <laughs> Goldie Rhodes. Goldie Rhodes. It fits. It does. It works. It's funny. 
Anyway, uh, eventually what happens is the faces all get a big spot in, one after the other. Boom, 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 boom. Final one, CM Punk hitting the GTS on Dean Ambrose. One, two. Seven. Three. <laughs> well, is that how it goes? Your winners, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, both Usos, and Goldie Rhodes. After the match, the Real Americans come out to help the heels beat up the faces, because why not? Because fuck it. But out of nowhere, booyaka, booyaka! Well, here's the thing. They attacked Punk. Yeah. I'd get it if the Real Americans went after Goldust and Cody Rhodes, because hey, tag team champions. let's injure them before SmackDown. Teams. Yep. Uh-huh. But they went after Punk. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What? And then this out of nowhere. Ray. 619. That uh, makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense against them if that's where they're going to go because they've been talking about the Mexican thing. But, like, why at the end of the show? And he doesn't fucking say anything. You don't need to. And it's just. He's not a strong talker. Booyaka, booyaka. Exactly. It's exciting. What? Helps the faces. They stand tall. Mm-hmm. Crowd chants. Yes. Yeah, everyone does. Yes. Daniel Bryan would make a great heel turn yes. if all these assholes keep stealing his gimmick and he smacks them around saying, this is mine. Yes. So, no. No. And then they all go, yes. And he goes, no. no. Which he did that, but it'd be different because he'd be like, I'm not mad at you guys, really, the fans. I'm yeah, mad no. at these wrestlers trying to take my gimmick. You know how long yeah. it took me to say yes? Yeah. I came well, up with yes. I came up with the word yes. Stealing my thunder. Gimmick. That is not cool. Infringement. Gimmick infringement. Yes. Keep that in mind. For later in the show too. Oh, I can't wait. For what? Mm-hmm. What do we get? When was for that? For our emails. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for those guys. Really appreciate it. Thank um, you, Mop Jockey. Uh, yeah. Mop yeah. not one of them. Yeah, Mop Jockey. I'm calling you out. Uh, but there is. Don't beat me up though, man. You but can there seriously beat is me up. Don't do it. Four emails for later in the what? show. What? What? Four horsemen. What? Four horsemen. Four emails. So we need to hurry up. Come back, talk about some smack down, some smizzle dizzle when we come back on the spizzle and hizzle, tizzle. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't work, does it? No. Spanish announce table on the Trending Topics Network. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Conveniently located on TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. What's up, people? Mr. Old School, Alter Ego to the Mountie, here to let you know about a new podcast that I've been working on called Old School at the Movies. We talk all about the latest news and rumors, we review stats, we've got our own movie review of the week, predictions, contests, all that good stuff. Check us out at oldschoolmovies.net. Old School at the Movies, your one-stop shop for all your movie-related news. I feel like I could set this on and just slowly drift off into sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing uh, Survivor Series picks tonight, We too. are doing Survivor Series picks later in the show uh, after the Jeremy Wyatt interview. Uh, you uh, going heel turn on this? Mm, no, I don't know. You'll see. Okay. Coming up later in the second hour-ish of the Spanish announce table. 
Right now we're talking SmackDown. Let's second hour-ish. Yeah, second. I love I'm just going to call them hour-ishes. <laughs> hour-ish. So, <clears throat> SmackDown out of Manchester, England. That's terrible. I can't do a fucking British accent to save my life. But show starts with the lights out. Bray Wyatt lighting the lantern and proclaiming that they are, in fact, here. Yeah, that. So what do we get? What do we get? Usos versus Harper and Rowan. You know one thing I've noticed about uh, both shows, and maybe it's because budget concerns, uh-huh. not a lot of fireworks start off the shows anymore. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think it's budget. It's also... Uh, venue? Well, yeah, there's venue, there's insurance things that have to happen, you know what I mean? That used to be my favorite part. Yeah. Well, and Raw was really big about it, you know, but they don't really do that much anymore. I miss it. Yeah, I kind of miss it, too. When you got a 4th of July show every damn Monday. Yeah. No, it set the tone. It was like... And the music would kick on with it, and there's just... Rockets flying all over the place. It was great. Just like that. Anyway, Wyatt Family get the win after Harper hits the big clothesline for the pin. Wyatt Family. Of course. Love the Wyatt That. We see a video package. Paul Heyman. Of what? A video package. Oh, I thought you said something else. Yeah, we see Viscera's package. We see a video package of Paul Heyman from Raw where he talks smack on Ryback. Mm-hmm. Ryback, or CM Punk came out and beat him up, you know? Yes. This leads us into Ryback and Curtis Axel talking backstage. Ryback tells Axel that if he's still sucking up to Heyman, then not only will he not team with him later tonight, but that he's also going to have a problem with him. Do we have a problem? Do we got something Do going down? we? Have a problem? You don't want these problems, son. I actually had problems. someone. I actually had someone tell me that really? one time in a fight. Yeah, because you don't want these problems. What problems? You just seem like one person. Yeah, you just seem like a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, Axel says he's not a Heyman guy. That he doesn't need Paul Heyman, and neither does Ryback. Stupid. And that, and that tonight, all they need is each other in their tag team match. Yeah, that. All you need is love. But uh. So, <clears throat> moving on, we get R-Truth and the primetime players backstage trading raps. They do the millions of dollars dance, and it was a fairly funny segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned that they will have a six-man tag match against the Union Jacks later tonight. Still at the time because it was England. Right, Manchester. I like how they know the name. Yeah. Primetime players? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, they had already been the Yeah, Union but Jacks. you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're still in England, so it's Yeah, it's still got to be Union yeah. Jacks. Next, we get Natalia versus Tamina Schnuka. 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 AJ Lee stands on the apron, distracts Natalia while she Tamina tries. She distracts me. She distracts me. <sighs> while Tamina tries to take advantage and blindside Natty, who moves out of the way at the last second, which causes Tamina to accidentally knock AJ off the apron. And uh, Natty rolls up Tamina into the sharpshooter. Submission victory. Natty getting a little push. Had to get in a, yeah, they got to have some type of highlights for her for Total Divas. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. do got to show something. Yep. Yeah. Next, we get a raw recap of the big show. Choke slamming Randy Orton through the announce table. Not the Spanish announce table, of course. Which leads us into Brad Mad Ox backstage admonishing Vicky Guerrero for having put Orton in the handicap match, leaving him vulnerable to the attack. Vicky reminds him that even though she made the match... That neither he, Brad Maddox, as the GM of Raw, nor Kane, as the director of operations, overruled her. Which is something we kind of thought. 
But, she said, so it will be him and Kane that are in trouble when the authority return. And she can't wait to watch them squirm. And we didn't even see Kane on Monday Night Raw. Is he already irrelevant? Well, we did see him yank Maddox back Whatever. In the ring. I mean, is he already irrelevant? Yeah, probably is. And uh, Vicky Guerrero was wrong. Yeah, Vicky Guerrero, you wrong. You wrong. You wrong for that, Vicky. You wrong. Our truth and the prime time players versus the Union Jacks. Big fighter reps. PTP clear the ring, allowing our truth to hit a face buster on Slater for the pin. Afterwards, our truth and prime time players don the Union Jack vests and they dance for the crowd. Everybody dance. Mm, yep. Next. There you go. Next. <laughs> John Cena next versus Alberto Del Rio in an arm wrestling contest. Next. Say next. Say next. Next? Yeah. So we're moving on. Oh, you want to move on? (laughs) Well, Cena gets on the mic and tells Del Rio that he's going to break his arm tonight. Cena wins very easily. Del Rio complains that he wasn't ready, wants a redo. Cena obliges and they get set to go again, but Del Rio nails him left hand. Kicks Cena square in the face, which is always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Del Rio then tries to set up Cena's arm in the chair, but Cena super Cena's out, only for Del Rio to nail a spine buster on him through the table and leaves after draping his shirt over the fallen hero. Can I say one thing before we move on about Cena? Sure. I hate him, right? <laughs> I hate his character. But I will tell you this, because <clears throat> WrestleMania season is coming up, and he does put in his best work sure. during that time. Yep. So I don't want to sound like a hypocrite during WrestleMania season when I'm like, and that was so cool from Cena. Because here it is. I appreciate good work. But when you're not putting in good work, but where you're pushed as in, this is great, that's when I shit on you. So, for the listeners right now, when it becomes WrestleMania season, because it's coming up soon, <coughs> and Cena does some cool stuff like, you know, maybe uh, AA's Big Show and Mark Henry at the same time, whatever, that's amazing. I'll geek out and mark out for that, but just know that I really hate this character. The word is he got pretty banged up again over the um, European tour. He was pretty tired and. Tore up. Nothing got re-injured or anything, but apparently he's been really sore. And injuries are nagging him, so maybe we'll get a little slowdown on the Cena for a little while. Hope so. Back up. Well, next we get the Bella Twins versus the Funkadactyls. Funkadactyls. Which makes no sense. Who's the heel? Nobody. So why are they wrestling? Because. And who are you cheering for? Um. I mean... Naomi ends up hitting the rear view for the win. Funkadactyls get the pinfall. Now, Naomi actually showed a lot of good stuff in here. She's getting pretty damn good. Naomi's a good wrestler. Yeah, she's getting pretty good. Uh, the rear view. I'd take a rear view or two. Or 12. Or 12. Well, <clears throat> after that, we get Renee Young interviewing CM Punk and Daniel Bryan backstage. The interview starts off. She asks three questions, and after each one, they both just answer yes, yes which was good. But... The better part of the promo that I wanted to play for you is this. Listen, there's nobody in the world that the Wyatt family can't beat up three-on-one. But when you team up the beard with the best, it's a whole different ballgame. 
the beard and the best. I, I like that. Bray Wyatt doesn't like that, and for all his idiosyncrasies, he's put together uh, a, a very frightening family, and he's the leader of this frightening family. But he's brilliant in a way, because these, these two men, Harper and Rowan, nobody knows anything about except the fact that they're dangerous. They're swamp monsters, and we're not looking past anybody, but at the Survivor Series, we are looking to go through them. And once we do that, we're going to get our hands on Bray Wyatt. Easiest way to kill a snake is to cut off his head. I like that. See, Punk, Sean White is one of the best there. I mean, just... I know. Just, I mean, keeps it on point. Brevity there. I mean, like, and just in terminology, the whole cutting the head off the snake thing. I mean, just... One-liners, yep, I love it. <coughs> He's the best Very guy good. on the mic right now. And they're the beard and the best. I like that. I do, too. Bray Wyatt doesn't like that. I wonder who goes heel when they turn. Ah! I don't know. Well, you know what we get next? Oh, I bet it's punk. No, it's pretty interesting. Hunico and Camacho are back. They've been gone for a while. Yes, they have. Uh, Hunico and Camacho. So, the tag team is back. Who are they going to face? They face the singles competitor, Great Kali. Yes. You heard me right. In a tornado tag rules handicap match, nonetheless, Hunico and Camacho versus the great Kali. And Kali just pretty much squashes the shit out of these guys. And uh, hits Hunico with his double-handed choke slam thing for the pin. Uh, it's pretty interesting. They booked Kali pretty strong in this. You know? And he didn't come out with Hornswoggle, Santino, none of those people. That is interesting. That but is an interesting He point. did dance afterwards. Even prompting JBL to say, everybody's got a dance move. Yeah. But, um... What I kind of also thought is, we've heard this in the news, they're trying to ramp up the tag team division lately. You kind of see it on there. So why do you have this tag team division come back after a long hiatus just to have them job out to one fucking guy? Who isn't getting pushed. Yeah, who's not, I mean, like, I don't... You could have got two local English wrestlers to do that. Yeah. You know? Could have got Norv Furnham and Dewey Barnes. Yeah. More on that later. Now we get Ryback and Curtis Axel versus CM Punk. And Daniel Bryan. Oh, earlier when I was saying CM Punk, I knew it wasn't going to be going to be him coming out. I was predicting CM Punk is the one that turns on Daniel right, Bryan. Right, right. Yes, yes, yes. Well, <clears throat> match goes on quite a while. Bryan slaps on the yes lock to Ryback, but ah! mm-hmm. lights go out when they come back on. Wyatt family in the ring, but Punk and Bryan are not. Ha ha. Uh oh, where'd it go? Where did they go? Where's King? The Wyatts are looking all over, trying to find him. Curtis Axel sneaks in the ring, tries to help Ryback up, who doesn't seem to recognize that it's Axel, and shoves him into the Wyatt family, and then passes back out. Now the Wyatts look pretty angry at Axel. And he's saying, hey, hey, can you see him push me? I didn't do anything. Like, hey, hey. Yeah, leave me whoa. out. <clears throat> and they're just looking at him all wild-eyed, crazy, and Bray Wyatt screams, No mercy! And they beat the crap out of Axel. Man, how cool would that have been, though, if Heyman was there just to see the interaction just for a moment of Bray Wyatt and Paul Heyman. Yeah, that could have been interesting. God, that would have been cool. Well, Ryback gets up. He tries to help. Gets a big boot for his troubles. And they start to beat him up, too. After they're done with their beatdowns, Punk and Brian sneak out from under the ring, jump in and give Harper and Rowan a quick kick to the back of the head each. Then they run off the stage where Brian leads the crowd in a yes chant. As the show closes, yes, yes, so yes, both shows in the same way. Yep, 
All right. SmackDown. It happened. Happened. Wasn't bad. Some good spots in there. Sure. But uh, that's pretty much it. So what's coming up next? 14th best show <laughs> on wrestling television. I honestly forgot. For those with the enhanced radio, he asked that. And I looked at him and I shrugged my shoulders. Like, what? I was like, I don't know. What is next? But the sweet nugget here after our impact breakdown. Jeremy, Jeremy fucking Wyatt interview. Jeremy goddamn Rebel Jeremy Wyatt. Jeremy goddamn Wyatt. Coming up home Spanish nice table. When we come back after break, trendingtopicsnetwork.com. When you get to work, turn on the fan. John Feinstein, weekdays 8 to 11 on your new home for sports, FM Sports Radio 1025 The Fan. There's a little raw country for you. A little raw country. But see, this is rockabilly. I like this. And that's like rockabilly. I can yeah, you see can me get down with this. Yeah. It has something I can move to. Yeah, country, you, sh- you shouldn't dance. Country, the reason I don't like it is it, it <laughs> doesn't inspire any movement, nah. and the lyrics are stupid. Well, see, you haven't been listening to country in a long time, though. There's a lot of good dance country now. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good country out. Mm-mm. You're just a closed-minded fuck. I mean, that's I am. You are. That is true, but no, I'm not wrong in that one. What you are not wrong about is that Impact Wrestling is the 14th best wrestling show on television. King Kong Bundy YouTube matches. Still uh, yes. beating it. Impact Wrestling hailing out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of former middleweight UFC champion Rich Franklin. Ah. There you go. Your favorite fighter. Yes. Yeah. Show starts with footage of Austin Aries and Kurt Angle arriving at the arena for their big submission match later in the evening in the first round of the TNA World Heavyweight Title Tournament. Out to the ring first, aces and eights. Bully Ray grabs a mic and tells us that he has one question and one question only. Why am I here? <laughs> Close. It's, do you know who I am? And if so, why am, am I, I here? here? Well, he says he is the puppet master that played each and every one of us last week. Says aces and eights is about quality, not quantity. And last week, Ken Anderson tried to drive a wedge through aces and eights. But next week, he's not just going to pile drive Anderson on the stage. He's going to pile drive him through the stage. Q, Ken Anderson. Mr. Irrelevant. He offers up a stipulation for their match that if Anderson wins, aces and eights must disband. And if Bully wins, Anderson will take his ball and go home and end his TNA career. Oh, come on. Why the hell would we do that? Right. Why the hell are you insulting us? You're supposed to be the goddamn show for the teenager. For the smarks. Yeah. For the teenager slash smarks like us or whatever. Who know that he's not going anywhere. Right. So why the. God dang it, TNA. Yep. God. That's something expected from WWE. Would you say it's crazy? Yes. Because Bully tells him to make a stipulation like that, he must be crazy. 
Anderson agrees that he is, in fact, crazy and kicks off a big fight with aces and eights in the middle of the ring. Now, Anderson eventually gets the upper hand, demands a match right goddamn now with any member of aces and eights. So who's it going to be? Ish. Who's it going to be? Wrong. Nuxie! Nux versus Ken Anderson. Nux goes for a big clothesline, but Anderson avoids it and hits the mic check. Pinfall. One, two, one, two. And then he gives us a mister. Yep. Anderson. Wait for it. Anderson. Now we get an Impact 365 (laughs) segment of Joseph Park. He's talking about the Apple Teeny incident from last week. Yeah, I remember that. Uh And he challenges Christopher Daniels to a one-on-one match, which leads us to Kaz and Daniels talking backstage. And Daniels says he doesn't get what the big deal is. Joseph Park looked like he was thirsty last week, so he gave him a drink. <clears throat> Excuse me. You little, need a drink. A little parched. I need a drink. Mm. I'll have to get one after this break. Now, he says he gave him a drink, right? He says Park's conditioning has always been in question, and he looked like he was about to catch fire, so he helped him out. <clears throat> Kaz mentions that those apple teenies are so sugary, he thought Joseph Park would have lapped it up like a dog. <laughs> Daniels agrees, and he says he's been trying to tell everyone that an apple teeny a day keeps the doctor away. God, they love good. their segments, yeah. They're now, good. before the end of the segment, they did make mention of the TV title once again. Is it possible we're going to see this thing again? I hope not. He said maybe. He said after we take care of Joseph Park, or him, he goes, maybe we'll go find Abyss, and then we can get that TV title back from him and get it around our delicious wastes. Or maybe it's just a running joke. Yeah, I think it is, but eh, why not? TNA! Why not? Why not? <clears throat> see what you do to me, TNA. Do you see what you do to me, TNA? Do you know who I am? And why I'm here. Why am I here? Now, so we get Joseph Park versus Christopher Daniels. Joseph Park is on a roll until Daniels hits the low blow when the rest back his turn and gets the roll up. Roll up. For the victory. Christopher Daniels going over. Mm, I like that. Sorry, Joseph. Sorry, Joe. Now, Bully Ray is in the back. He's trying to calm Nux down from being upset over his loss to Anderson. Bully tells him not to worry, because next week they have Anderson right where they want him in a no-disqualification match. He says he'll pile drive him to the stage. They can get rid of him. They can move on. Then he asks him, can we please go to that strip club now? <laughs> he says, what was that girl's name? And Nux is like, Alexis. You know? And he's like, Nux admits, it always makes him feel better. you know. <laughs> like, hey. And then uh, they start to go, and Bully reminds him, hey, do not tell Brooke. Just great. And that's the adult segment for the night. Yeah, Get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Then they go, look, we are edgy, but then we'll give you a stipulation that a six-year-old knows won't Can fucking figure work. Out, yeah. Well, next we get Ethan Carter the third versus Nor Furnham and Dewey Barnes. And take them both on. Good for him. In probably more ways than one. <laughs> Furnham and Barnes actually managed to get EC3 rolling for a bit, but eventually he hits the one percenter on Furnham. And then catches Barnes coming off the top rope. Hits him with the finisher also. And then he pins both men. Then he grabs a mic, says that he's a carter. And the world needs us. No, they don't. Yeah, no, they sure as fuck don't. We get a video brought to us by the Friends of AJ, highlighting some of his trips around the world defending the TNA World Heavyweight title. Or the former TNA. Non-sanctioned, yeah. After the video airs, we see Dixie Carter screaming at the monkeys in the truck, asking how the hell those videos are making it to the air. Ah, who's behind it? Let me guess. Hmm. Oh, 
J E double F J A double R E double T. Really? You think? No, <laughs> that'd be too cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna bet it's Mike Tenay. Mm. Mike Tenay? Yep, Mike Tenay does it because he likes that all thing, and then he gets <clears throat> fired. And then they bring in that third guy that they were trying to bring in, uh, replace him, because Dixie Carter can fire people. That's so stupid, it'll probably fucking work. Oh, man. Well, get another Impact 365 segment of Jeff Hardy after his Full Metal Mayhem match the, last week. Mm-hmm. Talks about how the chair shot that he, where he took like the drop kick with the chair to the face. Yeah. Chipped his crown and uh, jacked up his teeth. But he says, you know, he's moving on. He's going to study his next opponent. Doesn't care if I've wrestled him 40 times. Going to study him some more. And I'm going to do what he, what you know, do what I have to do to move on, win the world title. Yeah, paint my face. Yeah. And I, look, I close my eyes, but it looks like I have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> look how cool that is. Hey. Dixie Carter comes out to the ring. I wish people could see what I'm doing right now. I'm mocking <laughs> Jeff Hardy by shutting my eyes and assuming yes. that you can see eyes on my eyelids. Yes. And then I'm going to walk forward with my hands outstretched. Like a mummy, like I'm the Yeti. Dixie I'm so Carter. Deep and interesting. Ugh. Yeah, listen to my music. Listen to it. I paint my face. I paint it. You can't understand me. Nightcrawlers. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next after Dixie that? Carter is next. Comes out to the ring. Says that she, uh, she says that since she kicked AJ off of her show. That the class of the show has gone up tenfold, and it proves her point that no one on the show, aside from herself, is replaceable. It's just business, and it's a what have you done for me lately, period business. She's on her period? Uh, maybe. Oh, is that what you said? No. Oh. This It's about business, and it's what have you done for me lately, period. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. She's punctuating her statement. She reiterates that AJ is not her world champion. Not. Uh-uh. Now, she says she's here to talk about the most innovative world heavyweight title tournament in history. And at turning point next week, two matches of the first round will occur. And she brings out the four competitors of those two matches. Bobby Roode and James Storm and Samoa Joe and Magnus. Dixie says she did, in fact, spin the wheel of Dixie earlier. And Roode versus Storm will be a bull rope match. Which I'm kind of looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Oh. <clears throat> Will be fun. Dixie says she thinks Rude has the advantage in that because it is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. And lately, Rude has beat Kurt Angle twice, so Storm needs to step his game up. Storm grabs the mic and cuts a really loud promo on Rude. Says it's time for a redneck <laughs> to take over the show and win the world heavyweight title. Okay. Now Dixie announces that Joe versus Magnus will be a Falls Count Anywhere match. Samoa Joe tells her that the only reason they're all there is because of her inability to cut a deal with AJ Styles. And the first person he'll defend his new title against after he wins it is AJ Styles. Uh Uh-oh. Unification. Don't cross the boss. Magnus takes the mic and says if he wants to lay claim that he's the top dog, then he needs to beat the best. And he knows that is Joe. He says it won't be easy, but it is going to happen. Dixie wishes them luck and may the best man win. Now we see Ken Anderson walk up to Bish backstage. Starts beating his ass. <laughs> Fight ends up with Anderson handcuffing Bish to an equipment cart. Anderson then takes a seat, drinks a beer, and says to Bish, let's talk. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was a cool segment. I'll yeah, give him that. Gail Kim comes out with Lady Tappa <clears throat> and announces that someone has actually answered her open challenge from last week. Mm-hmm. The challenger comes out, and it's Hannah Blossom. Who? Hannah Blossom. Who? Hannah Blossom. Hannah Blossom is, after I did some research, they didn't say this, part of a UK women's tag team, the Blossom Twins. Oh. Hmm. She's been working in uh, OVW recently. Oh. So we get Gail Kim versus Hannah Blossom. Yep. Yep. Gail Kim hits a big clothesline and nails Blossom with the worst named finisher ever, the Eat Defeat. I don't mind it. It's a big boot. Eat Defeat. Eat Defeat. Like, I see what you did there. Yeah. But you shouldn't have went there. I like it. No. (laughs) I don't mind it. Winner, Gail Kim via pinfall after Eat Defeat. Retarded. Gail gets a mic and says that week after week, she's going to keep proving that she's the most dominant TNA knockouts champion of all time. So this is going to continue for a while. Mm -hmm. Then we'll get the payoff. Yeah, it'll be similar to like when Kurt Angle did his open challenge, you know, yeah. wrestle me and you can beat me for, or if you beat me, uh, uh, my gold medals yes, or whatever, yes, you know, yes. and then we got Cena. Well, you know who uh, Dan the Cannon on the allwrestling.com we can review thinks is going to happen? No. She's going to keep beating all these scrubs and somebody is going to step up and take the challenge. Lady Tappa. God, that's, you know. Mm. Joseph Park comes out to the ring. This gets interesting. Comes out to the ring, talk about Kaz and Daniels and how they're getting under his skin by all the accusations. And he has no idea where his brother is, Abyss is. Because Abyss is crazy. He's bonkers. He's likely to show up at any time. He says he has a solution for this, though. And the solution is to issue an open challenge for next week for him to go one-on-one in a match against Abyss. Mm-hmm. How That's the, interesting. How the fuck are they going to do this? It'll be revealed that it's like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. So they're just going to end it there. Huh? Mm-hmm. And so, but and, this has got me interested. Like, I want right. to see how this goes. So when he's like happy-go-lucky, <laughs> he's fine. But like uh, when what's-his-ass, when the bell rang, you know, and then he turned into something. It's going to be like that. Yeah, Jesse. Uh, it's going to be like that. <laughs> So is he going to like punch himself? What's he going to do? No. He'll be like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Something will happen that will trigger it. Lights will probably go off. <sighs> yeah. The, I hate this hand cross thing. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, that that's what's going to happen. Uh, well, now we see Ken Anderson uncuffing Bish from the cart and picking him up in a fireman's carry. Taking him off camera. Where's he going? Where's Kane? Yeah, did you notice they never did anything with that worst cane? Yeah. Nice. Oh, we noticed. Now we get the submission match in the first round of the TNA World Heavyweight Title Tournament. Austin Aries, a double, the greatest man that ever lived, versus the Olympic gold medal winner, Olympic hero. The bloated. 12-time or plus world heavyweight champion. He looks bloated, doesn't he? Bloated. He looks yeah, bloated and just unhealthy. Well, that's what happens to a drunk. Hey. Match goes on for a while, and Bobby Roode comes out, sits in I think ch- I look fine. <laughs> Bobby Roode comes out, sits on a chair on the stage. Hmm? Mm-hmm. He does. I'm going to watch. Roode's distraction attempt failed as Kurt Angle sidesteps a shoulder block from Aries, looks at Roode and screams, You! And uses Roode's finisher, the cross face, on Aries for the submission victory. 
So, A-double, yeah, suck it. Suck it, and now I know who's going to win the James Storm yeah. Bobby Roon match. Yeah. Great. Thanks, yeah. TNA. Thanks. So, I know who's going to win Ken Anderson versus Bully Ray. Yep. And I know who's going to win... And this the, is for the show who says we're for the educated yeah, yeah, uh-huh. wrestling fan. Uh-huh. Yep. Well, final thing on the show. Ken Anderson brings Bish out to the stage and gives him one of the weakest looking pile drivers I've ever seen as the show closes. Yep. Because he can't him. jump, and ju- so he just falls back. Hey, you know? got to protect him. Yeah, but the the idea is there. Yep. Yeah, pile drive your guy on the stage. You do it to me, start doing it to you guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh... That was TNA for this week. Another shitty-ass show. And then these guys came out. God, <laughs> wouldn't that be cool? Uh, well, they can't come out. One could, I guess, but that's not <laughs> likely to happen. His son could be the other one. Plays for the Rams. That would be kind of cool. See? But we're going to come back with an interview. Jeremy Wyatt, this is a great interview. You're going to love our five questions. Yes. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for the fourth question uh, that we ask him. Uh-huh. And, uh, favorite term. Favorite term. And he gives us a lot of good stories. You know, it, I love these whole, I drove up and just wanted to see what it was all about. And damn it. You hear about snakes. Yeah. That's another thing, snakes. too. Snakes. Get some snakes in there. So, uh. Tell us what you think. And then after the Jeremy White interview, got some Survivor Series picks. Yep. Coming up, Trending Topics Network on the Spanish announce table. Where do you find that? TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Wrestling fans, are you scouring the internet looking for places to buy your favorite wrestling-related merchandise? Well, look no further, because you can find all the wrestling merchandise you could ever need at ShoppersHideout.com. That's S-H-O-P-P-E-R-S-H-I-D-E-O-U-T.com. ShoppersHideout.com. At ShoppersHideout.com, you can find WWE and TNA replica belts, replica masks, life-size cardboard stand-ups of your favorite superstars and or wrestlers, t-shirts, pants, action figures, buttons, pendants, bracelets, and so much more from superstars like CM Punk, Randy Orton, Triple H, The Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Edge, John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and many, many more. So what are you waiting for? Don't walk around town wearing an Ed Hardy t-shirt. Log on to ShoppersHideout.com and buy yourself a Jeff Hardy t-shirt. And while you're there, get a replica of the WWE Raw Spinning Championship belt and wear that too. And then I can promise you that everyone you meet will be talking about you. And it's all because you shop at ShoppersHideout.com, your source for everything wrestling. ShoppersHideout.com. Slamming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Breaking down the week's news and rumors. The Spanish Announce Table. Damn. Back on second, second half. Second hour. Second hour-ish. 
ish. We don't know. We don't really time this out. It's a podcast. I mean, come on. And it's free. Yeah. So, you know, Mm -hmm. fuck them. (laughs) So, as promised, we've got our big interview that I'm totally stoked for. I'm excited. Kansas City wrestling legend, dare I say, Jeremy Wyatt. I don't yeah. know so much about legend, but I'd say know. definitely the number one guy in yeah. Kansas City wrestling right now. Sure. I won't argue that one, but, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but legend, eh, you know, eh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take a on your way. Living legend. Yeah, we'll say Still that. Still Zabisco's gimmick. He stole it from, you know. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Just borrow it from those who have borrowed previously. You right. should just run with a living legend gimmick. Just even just call him out and be like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Come out of retirement. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Exactly. Fat. So. Well, you I was going to say, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, we like to get to know the guest, obviously, and for our listeners that are new to you, tell us first off, how do you, how did you get into pro wrestling? Did you grow up a wrestling fan, or did you see a match, and you're like, I could do that, and decided to get into it? What was the first steps of becoming a pro wrestler? Uh, no, I always liked it as a kid. I mean, I think I probably started watching it regularly, probably when I was five or six years old, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just it just caught me from then, and... Uh, I never really, uh, I don't know if I so much ever thought about becoming a wrestler. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a baseball player or a football player or whatever. And, uh, you know, once I got uh, into my teens, I kind of kind of caught wind of, like, independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because previously, you know, the only thing that existed to me was WWF, NWA, WCW. I didn't know anything about independent wrestling at all and uh you know i came across some tapes and i just kept watching more and more stuff getting stuff from japan and uh you know i was like oh you know all of it was you know either you know japanese stuff stuff from mexico mm-hmm. uh stuff on the east coast so i'm like uh, does this stuff exist here in the right. Midwest? right and uh so you know i kind of thought about it off and on and then um uh, Eventually, I came across the Harley Race. You know, he had a school, and uh, just as an idiot, when I moved, I like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I moved like a week after I turned 18. I moved out of my parents' house and was like, I'm gonna be a grown up and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. I know what I'm doing in life. Yeah, 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 and and so you know, I didn't have the financial means to you know pack up and move i don't even know i don't know if harley was an eldon by then or not mm-hmm. he might have been still down by springfield but i didn't i mean i didn't have three grand i didn't have you know i didn't right. man I, I was eating like ramen noodles every day mm-hmm. and you know just getting by and so i kind of put it on the back burner and then um uh, in 2000 summer 2001 i was just screwing around on the internet and uh I found a site called NWA Midwest, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Ooh, right, yeah. And uh, they happened to be having a open tryout, uh, like a it was like a weekend toward the end of uh, isn't like in the end of July or middle okay. of August or whatever. And so I call the promoter, and I ask him about this open tryout. I'm like, "Is this for experienced guys? Because I've you know I've never done anything other than watch wrestling." Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's like, "Oh no, it's for everybody. Come on up, da da da." So this is a long story. No, 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 keep no, going. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got time. Yeah. <laughs> and so, me and two other guys were like, "Ah, oh, let's go be wrestlers." Right. And uh, we get up there, and uh, and this tie, you you guys talked to Michael Strider, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. gonna kind of tie into okay. The we're guy, connecting the dots. The, the guy he started out with. Okay. And uh, 
who uh, he's a carny son of a bitch. Right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so we go up there on a Friday night up to St. Joe, and it's uh, in downtown St. Joe at a snake shop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember him talking about that. <laughs> yep. And there's a wrestling ring in there. And so, you know, we show up at whatever time he told us to show up, say mm-hmm. 5 o'clock. Right. And we get there, and uh, nobody's there. We wait for, like, two hours. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we, uh, we're we like, man, fuck this. We're just going to leave. Like, right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how long to stay. Yeah. And then this old guy shows up, and uh, we're like, hey, are you Steve Bestus? Uh-huh. And he's like, Yeah. And so we're like, hey, man, I talked to you, you know, Tuesday or whatever, and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, I don't remember talking to you. This this, this, this trial's for people with experience, da-da. And I'm like, awesome. are you serious? I was like, really? I mean, we've waited for two hours. Right. You know, whatever. Came all the way here. And uh, so we're just kind of standing outside milling around like, okay, I guess we'll just leave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then this other guy shows up who's like one of his wrestlers, and... Uh, this guy named the Intimidator. Good one, uh, especially for that time period too. Was this what 2001? You said. Yeah. Sounds like a sex move. <laughs> uh, and so, but he, I mean, he's a really nice guy. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like, he's kind of like, hey, what are you guys here for? And you know, and so he went and talked to Steve, and so Steve ended up letting us, you know, come in, and uh, so basically we spent the night in the snake shop like sleeping in the ring and for waiting for the weekend tryout. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, they left us in there. So me and my buddies are like, Oh my God, we're in a wrestling ring. Yeah, so yeah. we're trying all this dumb shit, like <laughs> jumping off the top rope, doing the worst, like right. frog splashes in history. Uh-huh. And, uh, cause you know, I'm like, Oh man, this might be the only time I ever get in a wrestling ring. Right. And, uh, so anyways, we do the tryout the next day and you know, they, kind of teach us how to bump how many people were in the trial other than you guys there was us three and then there was probably 10 guys that so it was a good crew that there was that, i mean they were you know quote unquote experienced okay uh so they kind of taught us how to bump and you know we did a couple moves here and there and then they like put us in matches and they put us like in a tag match and i remember the finish for this tag match was the Intimidator giving me a choke slam, and oh. he's he, like, you know, he bumps me and he goes and he's like, choke slam, and I'm like, okay, so you know, he picks me up, and, you know, puts me down like on my shoulder or whatever, and whatever, you know, no yeah. big deal, but uh, I just was thinking, I was like, uh, like I just learned how to kind of bump like right thirty minutes ago, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> then. They had this some trainer guy, some just some old guy who's full of shit. Like he was, he was telling us how like he trained the Rock and blah oh, of blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, he's in St. Joe, Missouri. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Believable. <laughs> and uh, he he takes me and my buddy to the back, and he's like, "Have you guys trained somewhere before?" I'm like, "No, I I haven't. Uh, we like practice locking up and doing like mm-hmm. like." Uh, hammer locks mm-hmm. and he's yeah, like right. he's like well how do you know how to do those and i was like well i like watch it on tv i mean i mm-hmm. like yeah. like basically like froze framed it all the way <laughs> right, to see what right. they're doing yeah, yeah. and he's just like i think you guys are from dog pound which was like this other rival group like in saint joe and he, they thought we were there like to like learn their tricks of the trade or see what they were teaching yeah, whatever spies and yeah, yeah exactly yeah. And he's all like if i find out you guys are spies i'm gonna come to your house and break your leg blah 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 and i was like whatever dude like yeah. i don't know what the fuck you're talking about like i'm just <laughs> some guy trying to wrestle right and uh so anyways they were like okay you guys did good do you guys want to train and 
man, I was just like, oh man, I can train to wrestle, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, and so a couple weeks later, I think I started the first week of September, and my my two other buddies, they you know they they didn't tag along for, no. the, for the field yeah. trips, right. and uh, and so I started training like the first week of September. <laughs> And then I had a match October 13th. Wow. And that's because I sold 30 tickets. There you go. <laughs> so there was so like you're a, on the card. Right, there, yeah, was yeah. Like, there was like 100 people. main event. Yeah, there, <laughs> was, there was like 100 people there, and like 30 of them were from me selling tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was in a, uh, the opening match, and it was a uh, like a 2 minute and 27 second match, and it was awful. But yeah. it was the coolest thing in the world when of it happened. Of course. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was the most awesome thing in the world, but it, it was awful. What was your gimmick for your first match? Was yeah. it man? It just went out there. Like, dude, like <laughs> you just, I just went, went out there. Nor Furnum. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just went out there. It's the rebel Jeremy Wyatt. And I'm right. just like, oh, yep. I'm, hey, okay. Screw yeah. you. Right, yeah. 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 So you were the heel in the match. Look at me. I, I was supposed to be, but I didn't really do much. I mean, like right. I should not have been out there. Right. Like, in hindsight, man, there's no way I would have sent myself out there. But at the time, you know, I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. I had a match and uh, I can die now. Right. You know. Now, when you're getting training and, you know, Michael Strider kind of alluded to this, too, where it wasn't the greatest training. No. Are you at this time, you know, because you don't were you feeling that you were getting good training or did you just not know because this is the first time you were being trained? I did. I. I pretty much knew I wasn't getting good training, but like I'm, I just looked at it as like I didn't know anybody else. Right. Like, I didn't know anybody else that was involved, and you know this was my foot in the door, so I was gonna make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like an idiot, like for whatever reason, I'm loyal, yeah, like, to a fault mm-hmm. a lot of the time, and so I was like. I know this guy's a carny son of a bitch. I know he's like a horrible person, mm-hmm. but he's given me a chance to get into wrestling. So I'm grateful for that. And so, so were you like watching tapes or DVDs at that time to learn other things that you were interested in as far as, oh, you know, yeah. across by yeah. who, who are you watching at that time yeah, to I, learn your craft? I pretty much like watched, you know, I, I, I'd almost like, almost taught myself mm-hmm. to an extent. Right. But I mean, guys, I was watching, I mean, that was like, the, like around the time I really started getting into the, like independence and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and that continued on. And, uh, like Christopher Daniels, like mm-hmm. I, I loved Christopher Daniels. I mean, I'm still a big fan of yeah. him, but yeah, like I, too, I loved Christopher Daniels. I thought that dude was like the best wrestler in the world. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, that's when I came across like CM Punk and, uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel right. Bryan. Right, yeah. And, uh, and a lot of Japanese stuff like uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and uh, Otani and uh, I think around that time I started like uh, seeing a little bit of AJ Styles stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean those were the kind of, and then you know like obviously like the guys that were closer to my size like Jericho and Eddie Guerrero, mm-hmm. you know guys like that. Right. So how did you get into the independence before you became you know before you wanted to train and become a wrestler you know. What was it like to to get in the independence? Because so many wrestling fans that we talk to, it is just WWE, TNA, and and maybe like, well, I'm talking about current, and maybe like a ring of honor. You know what I mean? Other than that, it's not really talked about others. So was it just you and your group of friends? You're like, man, we just need to seek this out because we know of it in Japan? Or how did you find out about all this stuff? It was just uh, totally by chance. I, I was hanging out with a friend. And we were at a friend of his house, mm-hmm. and he was watching 
some stuff on DV, on a, you know, on VHS. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what is that? You know, because yeah, really, like I said, all yeah. I knew about is like, the big stuff. Right. And it was just something different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of the psychology looking back on it was, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. they were just doing moves. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was like, oh, man, this is awesome. So, I mean, that's pretty much kind of how. And then after that, I was just like, man, where do you, where, like, and he, you know, was like, oh, RF video and blah, right. blah, blah, you know, so. So that's what started yeah. it. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. So you said you started watching around, what, five, six? So what first hooked you? What did you first come across, if you can remember that or what? You uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I remember the very like very first thing I ever remember seeing, period, was uh, it was uh, right, or, right before the time uh, Hogan ended up beating Iron Sheik for yeah. the title. That was, like, the very first, like, the like leading up to that. Yeah. But then, like... What really, really got me into wrestling, like just like, oh, this is the coolest thing right. ever, was uh, was Clash of the Champions one, Sting okay. versus Ric Flair. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. Yeah. Like that. I mean, that that's. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite matches. Well, it's a classic. Too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, that match, like I, I mean, I was a huge Sting fan, mm-hmm. and uh, and like I mean, funny is like when I was like ten, I met him after a. After, really? after nice. a show at Memorial Hall, mm-hmm. he, and he actually, like, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, we're standing out there, and we're like, hey, look at us, hey, talk to us, you know, and, nice. like, a lot of guys just walk by, kind of was like, meh. Yeah. And, you know, he actually stopped and talked to us for, like, five, ten minutes, and I was like, this is the coolest guy <laughs> ever. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so ever yeah. since then, you know, I've been like, oh, st-. even now, I, st- I mean... I'm like, oh, why are you in TNA? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just go do a run in WWE, have mm. a Mania match against Taker, and just go bye bye. You know, yeah. even now though, I'm still Collect like, Collect oh. that check and get out. Yeah, right. even yeah. now I'm still like, oh, Sting, I'll watch Sting. Right. You know? yeah, so. yeah, that's cool. So, so let's transition out of there then. So you actually start wrestling. Like, what's um, how'd you start getting into other gigs? Was it just word of mouth, or did you start contacting <sighs> promoters? Dude, or? <laughs> this is a horrible story. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good story. It's always yeah. 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 <laughs> So, <laughs> oh my God, I uh, I I would try to get booked with other people, and Steve would put like this giant guilt trip on me and be like, and be like, these are our competitors, blah blah blah. If, this is uh, how I feed my snakes, if, man. If uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if uh, if they go pay to see you wrestle for them, why would they come see you pay to uh, see you wrestle for us? Blah, you know this and that. Of course. And then so fi- I mean, man, this went on for a while. And like I said, I'm loyal to a fault. And uh, and then finally, I was like, uh, I just started sending emails and stuff to people, and people wouldn't even respond to me because mm-hmm. I was one of his guys. Oh, really? Yeah. And so then I had a mask gimmick I did on the side. Nice. <laughs> so I started emailing people. As the mask. As my mask. <laughs> and then they started responding. Nice. But then they were like, well, where all do you work? And I was like... Um, M-E-W, and they're like, uh, yeah, nah, never mind. And I was like, yeah. So, but eventually, like, uh, I mean, this, I mean, I, I only worked for him forever. Mm-hmm. But the, the only good thing about working for him forever was nobody else wanted to work for him. So I got to work a ton of matches. Yeah, like, there you go. A ton of matches, like. I would work like three to four matches a show for him. Like I would do, I would do a singles as myself, a tag as myself, 
a, a singles under my mask gimmick, and then and then maybe a battle royal. Wow. So I was getting like tons of ring time, and it was horrible ring time, but at least you're in there. You're feeling it out though. That, you're I mean, because I mean, it's so much trial and error. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's like throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Well, and, and I can only imagine some of that's too who you know so you're getting to know some of the boys yeah and, yeah. and so eventually like i uh i got with one place and then someone from there was from a different area and they're like oh man we kind of like you and then <laughs> and then it just kind of snowballed from there but it just took for it took forever to get to that point who were the first guys that you started becoming a, you know friends with as far as like hey let's work together you know next week or something who are those first kind of guys that you were getting along with Ah, oh, man, I like at the beginning like the only real guys I really knew were the guys that right. were there. Uh-huh. So, uh I would go watch other shows and I would try to, you know, be friendly with people and mm-hmm. be like, "Hey man, how's right. it going? I'm so and so and I work here, you know, here and there." And then uh but I mean, it really it wasn't until like uh I got on with uh this promotion called Wham. Okay. (laughs) Wrestling Alliance Midwest. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, like that's when I kind of started making friends Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, started traveling other places. And there was like quite a few guys from Kansas city that I started riding with. Like, uh, like eventually I started riding with Mark Sterling, but, uh, like before that, me and Tyler cook would ride to a lot of places together. Mm -hmm. That was pretty much my like main traveling partner for, Man, a few years. Okay. And then after that, like, then me and Mark started riding together, and then, like, uh, me and, uh, me, Mark, and, uh, Mike Seidel, mm-hmm. and then we added Bradley Charles to the group, and, okay. uh, so, that's pretty much, that's Those, pretty those much. are the first gr- group of guys? Yeah. I saw <laughs> online that you had, um, this is just kind of an interesting thing I've wondered about with wrestlers, and I've never talked to anyone who's done it. You work with the, uh, the Juggalo Championship <laughs> Wrestling. I see you have some, uh, a match or some matches in there? I had, uh... I had, what, two matches with them. So those guys, like, um, I mean, I was a fan of the music growing up, you know, in, the, in that kind of gimmick. But I've always wondered, I was like, man, that that whole, the gimmick they've got of that wrestling organization, I said, that's just got to be odd it, and it, interesting. I mean, is it, I mean, do they, <laughs> how professional is that? Like, how easy is it to get along there? I mean, I, I guess if you only worked one or two. Yeah, I mean, they, they I mean, I, they're, they're nice guys. Yeah. I mean, so they, you met the two, you met. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were nice. I mean, it was just like, Hey man, you know, they were very, you know, cordial, like, Hey, thank you for working our show. You sure, know, sure. we're happy to have you. Yeah. I mean, they were nice guys. Um, and then, you know, they, we, they pretty much, we worked with their guys and, okay. you know, obviously, you know, so nothing crazy. Nobody stabbed yeah. you or anything. No, or... Uh, no. Well, they get that reputation. Well, so, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, I had a match against, uh, well, the first show, I think it was just a battle royal or something. The so. Fago Rumble or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> and then the the second match was uh, I had a match against a Weed Man. Yeah, and uh, the I <laughs> that's mean, the like, one I saw online. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a cluster. I mean, like the the it wasn't very organized at all. I sure, mean, like sure. the show was supposed to start at a certain time, and I think it started like two hours later. Whenever and, everybody and then, done and then, smoking. So, yeah. And then so like instead of having like an eight minute match, they're like, oh, I have a two minute match. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> And so I was like, I'm at least going to have some fun. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and so, you know, we do our little match or whatever, and uh, there's a guy on the rail, and he's got a beer, and he says something to me, and I was just like, fuck you, juggalo, and I just popped his beer <laughs> up in his face. Nice. And, it, like, it was like 50 beers just got dumped on me at once, oh, and I'm I just guess. like... 
fuck you. Yeah. Keep it coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it rain. You That's know, awesome. so that is yeah, awesome. anytime you can get beer thrown on you, it's a good time. Well, so. sure. As a heel. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that as yeah. a baby face. Well, John Cena. Maybe you anyway. don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's no. true. So how did you come up with your gimmick? Like, how long did it take for you to get into, like, really who you are as a character? And then what influenced you as far as becoming that character? Uh, I mean, I pretty much just, uh, just kind of let my own personality come out. Right. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty much just me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I have a dry sense of humor. I'm kind of sarcastic. I'm kind of a prick sometimes. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of. So is T-Mac. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of, you know, I, it's basically, I mean, like a lot of people say like the best gimmick is you just turned up a little right, bit. Right, exactly. Sure. And so I like, I didn't really take so much from, you know, like I have influences, but I didn't really like take this from this guy, you okay. know? Yeah. Gotcha. So, you know, maybe like a, try to like watch people's mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, like I really like, I like the way like Orton moves in the ring, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like macho man's footwork, like, mm-hmm. you know, like macho man has like best footwork of anyone ever, in my opinion. Just stuff like that, like, yeah. I would, you know... The like, in-ring stuff. Yeah, 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 but nothing so much as anyone's personality. I just try to... I mean, it took forever, too. I mean, I used to be really quiet mm-hmm. and not real vocal, but once I started, like, kind of letting stuff out, I was like, all right, man, this is, like, you know... But the thing is, I never really was taught, you know? Right, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of just figuring it out, and then once I did it, I was like, fuck, this is fun. Right, like, yeah. ah, fuck you! Right. <laughs> so do you like being the heel more? I mean, oh, yeah. everyone always says, you know, yeah. the heel, you can get away with so much more. Yeah, because just, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not a people person anyway, <laughs> so like, I definitely like being it. I mean, I've gotten, I think I've gotten a lot better at being a baby face, mm-hmm. uh, but if if I have to pick, I'd much rather right. be a heel, just uh, that, and just because, like, I control the pacing of the match, mm-hmm. being the heel, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I think I'm I think I'm pretty good at like I don't need to like we're gonna do this, 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 then this. Like I'm pretty good at like feeding off the crowd and like, mm-hmm. all right, they're starting to come up, let's do this or okay. you know, or we need to bring them up or mm-hmm. and like I just like controlling the pace of the match and I mean it's it's a lot hard and it's a lot harder to do that and a lot of guys just aren't very experienced. So mm-hmm. To be as the face, you're trying to tell. If you have to try to tell the hill, like, all right, we need to do. You know, it's just it's it, it's much easier me just saying, hey, this is what we're gonna do. All right, just go with it. Boom. Right. Now, as at, at the independent level, <clears throat> one thing I've always wondered. Cause we we asked uh, Michael Strider this as well. Is Who's calling the match? Is it mainly the heel, or do you guys meet before and go, all right, I'll call the first half, and then once we go to the finish, you know, you call it or whatever. How how is a match constructed when it's you and say a guy from Des Moines comes down? You know what I mean? Eh, I mean, it just depends. Like, I mean, if it's a guy that's, you know, mm-hmm. got a year experience and like, all right, well, I'm just like, what do you do? All right, this is we'll fit it in. Okay. But you know, if it's like me and Strider. We'll talk back and forth and just kind of bounce ideas off each other, mm-hmm. and then we'll just go out there and just you know like talk to each other, right? So just talk back and forth. I mean, uh, a lot of people let me end up like putting a lot of the match together because right. I'm, I'm pretty like I'm pretty good at like piece like stacking stuff. Yeah, and because I like to try to like like I like to try to build everything up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm pretty good at like stacking offense. So a lot of the time people kind of let me just like eh, okay we'll do this i want to do this and i'm like all right well let's do it here and then we'll do, you know so mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of cool i mean a lot of people it seems like a lot of people trust me to 
you know, build stuff up and, right. and, and like structure a match. So that's always a plus then. I mean, that has to yeah. feel good that, you know, people trust that like what you're saying is good. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I would mean, I would assume if you're like, all right, let's do this. And they're like, no, nah, man, screw well, that. Well, you're yeah. like, well, shit, what well, do I do one thing if, if people are telling you, yeah, no, you're good, but I'm going to call the max. Like, <laughs> right. you're like, man, you're blowing smoke in my ass. Right. But if they're trusting you, mm-hmm. that seems good. I read, too, that, uh, yeah, it seems you've held a lot of hardware over yeah. your career here. Kind of props. Is there, yeah. <laughs> so, but, I mean, is there any one that sticks out? I mean, I mean, obviously, the first one was probably a big deal, but is there anything that, like, I saw a couple of them you held for over a year, even. I yeah, think I, saw. Uh, I mean they're they're all it's like it's they're all props, but it's all cool in a way because right. Like I mean I don't you know I don't take them home with me and wear them around the house or right. anything. But like I I look at it as like if if someone puts a title on you, they uh, look at you as their like their guy. Right. And you know you're their main event. You're the guy that you know that's. Who people are paying? I mean, you know, they're, paying to, focus. they're people yeah, paying to see yeah. everybody, but mm-hmm. that's the guy who we're counting on to like send people home happy. Yeah. That to me is like the bigger deal than actually having the belt. Well, sure, right. And, yeah. But I mean, as far as like cool is, um, like random fact is, uh, <laughs> at one time I had the uh, NWA Missouri title uh-huh. and the NWA Central States title at the same time for yeah. like a week or whatever okay. before I got stripped of the Missouri title. But like that was the only, I was the only third person in history. Wow, one nice. was Harley Race and one was uh, Bob Orton. Damn, so good company. Like, Just those guys. <laughs> like it's kind of it, like that is a cool like ah Bob Orton Harley Race and Jeremy Wyatt whatever who who the hell's this guy but you know it's like I'm on the list so that that's kind of cool. Did you call him up like I'm coming for you Orton? Yeah. <laughs> well, you mentioned Harley Race you know at the start of this interview. Did you ever go down and train with him? And nah. no, you haven't. Have you had any, any interaction? You know, in Kansas City or Missouri, really? He's the pro wrestling god yeah you know what just, i mean uh, i mean just shows that he he, he came up to a couple of metro shows mm-hmm. i mean that's that's pretty much i mean he's a super cool super right. cool guy super you know super cool to be around mm-hmm. but like i never never got to do any like promos with him or nah, anything like that yeah nah, i don't have any uh cool harley race right. stories so <laughs> go ahead what about has there ever been anything that either you or the guy you're working with just botched like crazy that just went terrible that you had to find some way to to crawl your way out of or anything like that? I mean, I asked this question a couple of times, and mm. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that there's uh, not more well, of Or maybe uh, you push it out of your mind, maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, like I, one time uh, up in up in Council Bluffs, mm. I was uh, on the top rope, and I went for a uh, – I was going for like a shotgun drop kick. Yeah. And I totally like slipped and just oh. like – yeah, and so then I just like grabbed my knee and acted like All my right. knee blew out on me. <laughs> there you go. And then, um, and then, uh, like the biggest botch I've ever had in my life. I'm surprised this isn't on Botchamania. How, how <laughs> do you watch that? Are you a fan of Botchamania? I watch it. Like, I watch it too. Like, like I like there's it. sometimes where it's really good, and there's sometimes where like, eh, they're right. they're, they're stretching. They're yeah. Filling time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. But uh, like how it didn't make. I mean, I nearly like killed myself. <laughs> uh, I was in a in a ladder match with uh, Tyler Cook in uh, it was like July 2009 up in 3XW, and uh, I used to do a dive like the like the Undertaker like Superman dive mm-hmm. over the top rope. I used to do that all the time, and uh, for whatever reason, I decided to do a suicide dive. But when I did the suicide dive, I uh, bent my legs. Because I was so used to bending my right. legs, so my toes would like clear the top rope. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I basically like uh, caught myself 
on the, uh, the the top rope with my legs. Oh. I shot out, but then it pulled me all the way back, <laughs> like straight down, and, and I I hit I hit my head on uh, the steel frame and then straight oh. on concrete. Felt pretty and, good then. Oh man, it sucked. <laughs> like I I thought I was dead for yeah. a second. I was just like. Oh man! Do you have time to think as it's happening, or is it just all of a sudden you're like, bam? No, what yeah, the fuck no, it, no. It was like, what happened? Like I have oh. no, like I had to watch it, like to figure out what Damn. happened, and then, uh, and then like an idiot, we uh, we like wrestled like 20 more minutes. Sure, yeah. And the, the match ended because I started throwing up in the ring. Oh, oh no. wow! Uh, yeah, I had like a grade two concussion, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had like a cut on the side. I got a little scar on the side of my head from hitting this. The, like it was just like. Boom! Like steel frame, concrete, and then and then the worst part about it was is uh like you know it's a it's a ladder match so we're brawling and stuff and like I'm on like on an autopilot and uh, he like mounts me and starts punching me in my head and I'm like you uh. stupid motherfucker stop punching me in my head <laughs> Did you not right. see I, what just fucking I was like I could barely move like I was just like. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's 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 like the worst botch ever. But everybody was like, "Oh man, I respect him. He's tough." Right. And I'm just like, "No, I'm stupid." Yeah, I, no, I almost died. I'm I'm really stupid. So, so. since uh, you know you are from Kansas City, Metro Pro, we were talking with Chris Goff about really starting Metro Pro. How long have you been with Metro Pro? And tell us your thoughts about being with the organization. I was I was on the very first show mm-hmm. all the way till the last show. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, because you had that. Hopefully, um, it's not the last show. Right, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the current last show. So I was, and I, I was on every single show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrestled on every single show but two, and that's because I had a broken leg. And uh, wow. yeah, and so uh, yeah, I was there from the beginning all the way to the end. And uh, you know. well, what's it like, you know, wrestling in your hometown? Like oh, you, you mentioned, how you said you met Sting. You know, at Memorial Hall, and I remember I was at the uh, Metro Pro Show at Memorial Hall yeah. that had Tommy Dreamer. It, what's it like to wrestle in the arena where you met Sting? Oh, that was you know awesome, what I mean? Man. Like that was like that was like that was kind of like a little mini bucket list type thing right. to wrestle in Memorial Hall. Mm-hmm. Like actually, I mean, actually, I think I did it two weeks earlier for the Juggalo Show. Right. But, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know, to do it for an actual like legitimate thing mm-hmm. was yeah, cool yeah. and just. Uh, like and Kansas City just doesn't have much going on yeah. as far as wrestling goes, and then like for Metro Pro to come along and for like you know like I mean the first show was a disaster. Like it was <laughs> it, it, it started an hour late and uh-huh. lasted oh, forever. No. We were like, are we ever gonna have another show? And <laughs> and it ended up turning into like I think like Metro Pro is one of the better independents in the entire definitely, country. Definitely, definitely. And you know to be there from the beginning till the end mm-hmm. uh you know it was awesome and to see how it grew and to see how like everybody kind of like like i mean everybody in general but especially like the guys from around here really took like ownership in mm-hmm. it and it was something to be really proud of because there's nothing around here for one sure. and for right. such a, a town with such wrestling history too yeah. that's a shame you know and that's what sucks even more about it yeah being on well i mean we've even yeah. said that we're like damn we We'd work if it would help. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, like, there's, you know, there's nothing going on around uh, here, and like, part of me hopes that nothing does start up in place. Of, in place because I want it won't it won't be as good. Right. It just right. won't be. Yeah. So it's like I really hope it comes back, so something else doesn't come in and like burn the town down. You know, right, basically, yeah. like, right. 
you know, leave a bad taste in people's mouth and exactly. they're like, oh, independent wrestling, screw that. Yeah, I used to tape it on my DVR every week and uh, because I finally had Time Warner cable. Like, I got Time Warner and I was like, oh, hey, now I can get, yeah. you know, and then and That's now the only it's reason gone, I have Time Warner is because yeah. right. I can watch Metro. Yeah. Well, I got mad because I moved and Time Warner didn't go yeah. out to where I'm at. And I was like, son of a... And then they yeah, yeah, shut down anyway. Yeah, so like, and then man, they shut down. And yeah, so well, Chris, if you're listening... Get it together. Yeah, definitely. Yes. definitely. <laughs> if we can help out anyway, yeah. let us know. Uh, one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on is kind of the independent wrestling. You know, we were talking about how WWE is basically opening up their training center in Florida. Do you think that will change pro wrestling? For example, if you were starting out now, would you even try to wrestle in Kansas City or would you just pack I'd your bags Florida. and go to Florida? Well, yeah, because yeah. TNA is even using Universal Studios yeah. as their I, training I mean, ground. I, if, if I was like a 22-year-old guy or whatever mm-hmm. just starting up, I would yeah. move to Florida Makes in some, a heartbeat. Yeah. Like I would not – because – Eventually, they're not going to hire anybody yeah, that's no. outside of right. the developmental system. Yeah, you know, so I would, I'd be gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's got to be something for them to get an eye on somebody. So there's going to be stuff out there. But yeah, anybody that's reached just above, I think, the crowd of everybody. You know, like, yeah. it, like, oh, you're not a beginner. Uh, you're good. Let's come down and yeah. have you try yeah. out down here. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, they. I think they would rather just take a guy with no experience and completely mold them exactly how they want them to be, as Especially, opposed to take yeah. a guy that's been working, you know, ten, twelve years. Mm-hmm. Even though he has, like, he may have great experience and be a great worker. You know, they want to make you. Well, what, yeah. You know. There's very specific. Well, style. do you think that will hurt independent wrestling? Because you know, there's so many people I hear from that uh, that you know love the independent wrestling scene because they come up with their own character, their own move set, things like that. And, you know, basically when you're in WWE, they're going to tell you what your finish is, what your character is. So do you think that'll hurt the creative process or 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 will it not change really anything i don't i don't i mean i don't really think it'll change too much because i mean in the whole scheme of things there's only so many jobs in Mm -hmm. wwe yeah i mean it's not like it's not like there's 700 jobs there's you know 70 or you know yeah yeah yeah, or whatever 100 jobs total whatever the number and they have specific roles too so if you're you know they've got three comedy gimmicks maybe yeah so if you're a comedy guy and you're fourth best in the world well you yeah, work and that's the thing. Kind, I mean, that's kind of the thing about wrestling. I mean, you know, people say like the cream always rises to the top. Like to an extent, it does. But like in, in wrestling, it's not structured like say like baseball, sure. where you if you're clearly the best guy in Double A, you get promoted to Triple A, and if you you know once you succeed yeah. in Triple A, you get called up to the big leagues. Like yeah. wrestling, there's so I mean it's. It's you know it's it's luck, man. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard work. You got to work your ass off. No matter to an ex, you know, yeah, ninety nine yeah. percent of the time, you right. got to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. But, Kali. but <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're you know six ten, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be a lot easier for you. Sure. But I mean, there's it's there's no real. I mean, it's just it's luck, man. It's the luck of the draw. I mean, there's. So you were talking about Japan then. Have you ever gone over there? Did you ever think about going over there if you hadn't? I mean, what? Ah, uh, like. When I was younger, but see, the thing with me is, like, I look at things way too practical. Sure. Like, it's like, okay. The logistics of it? Well, just, I mean, like, I have, you know, I have have a full-time job, and I make good money at my job. I've been with the company for 16 years. I've got, you know, four weeks of vacation. Sure, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like... Okay, see, this is the thing about wrestling that's funny, is, you know, people make a big deal like, oh, so-and-so went and wrestled here, so-and-so wrestled there. 
you can go wrestle anywhere if you're willing to pay your way to sure, get there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing that people don't get. Like they're like, "Oh man, he went to Germany. Why aren't you in Germany if you're yeah, so good?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Cuz I didn't fucking pay my yeah, way exactly. there." <laughs> right, yeah. Like I like I, you know, like I love like wrestling. Like I don't really care about the, you know, the career or the industry the, of well, it necessarily. I, that and then just like, man, Man, I don't really care how big my name is, man. I just sure. want whoever watches me, I want them to be able to say that guy is damn good mm-hmm. and he gave me my money's worth. I don't care if it's in front of 10 people or 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all I care about. Like, I mean, Grant, would I love to main event WrestleMania? You know, sure. exactly. But, <laughs> right. but, I also, but I also don't want to go wrestle 300 days a year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's very true. I don't, it's just, you know, so I just look at things very practical. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely good. Well, let's uh, let's take a break now. We'll come back with uh, one of our favorites. Cinco Preguntas. Cinco Preguntas. You're going to love this. we got five questions for you. Same five questions we ask everybody, but we'll get into that when we come back from break on the Trending Topics Network for the Spanish Announce Table. We're hanging out with Jeremy Wyatt. One zero two five, the fan, the biggest name in KC sports radio, Jim Rome. Give it a shot. You want something radical? Try that. Jim Rome is sports radio weekdays eleven till two on FM Sports Radio one zero two five, the fan. I'm an ass man. Yeah, I'm an ass man. Yeah. Ooh, sitting in the studio with. Kansas City wrestler Jeremy Wyatt, the Rebel Jeremy Wyatt. Are you an ass man, Jeremy? I, I, I do like I do like a nice ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Doesn't doesn't everybody? Yeah, I think so. Makes the world I think that's around. why it's a uni- universally accepted song. It's a great song. I mean, you could play that to a non wrestling fan. They're like, hell yeah, oh, yeah. let's get so, down on this. So you know, we had we had Dolph Ziggler come in yeah. here, and uh, the only segment we had him for was the Cinco Preguntas that we're about to get into. Um, and we didn't know this, but I heard it later. I think it was Cold Cabana's podcast again that he had showed him his workout iPod playlist and he had four songs on it so he would know after it cycled so many times he was done and one of them was Ass Man and I was like damn it I wish I would have known <laughs> right, that yeah played that for him because I would have asked him about yeah. that I'm like why do you have Ass Man <laughs> in your thing so well, he is like the modern day uh, Billy Gunn yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. Maybe it, so it makes sense he's yeah. got the famouser yeah maybe that's just, a big influence on no, him no I just imagine he's like, like the, the, the modern day smaller version of right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like Dolph Ziggler now like jumping rope mm, ass man right. <laughs> like trying to go to the beat I don't know but we got Jeremy White in here and we do a little segment we like to call Cinco Preguntas she still sounds hot. She does sound hot. Pretty sexy. Yeah, and yeah. here's the fun fact. Go ahead and tell them the fun fact. Uh, well, he asked me the first time I put this up, and we have Michael Strider in with yeah. us, and they both are like, man, who's that girl? And I inform him that it's uh, Google Translate's nah. voice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was, right? so, I was so excited. I was like, well, She at least yes. sounds hot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think Rob Schamberger named her Lady Google for yeah, us. Yeah, Lady so we're Google. Gonna that. And surprisingly, Maybe the computer he'll do a sounds painting hot. of her. Right, yeah, do a painting <laughs> of Lady it. Google. I'm going to send him an email. This right. sounds good. Yeah. All right, well, our first pregunta. I'm sure. Yeah. Uno we're still, Yeah, we're still learning Spanish. <laughs> yeah, uno, pregunta uno. Uh, favorite wrestler of all time, Jeremy White? Uh, Sting. Sting. I, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Sure. 
Uh, I'd say Sting, but uh, followed closely by uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Another good one, yeah. I got a question for you with the Sting uh, being your favorite wrestler, because Hulk Hogan's my favorite wrestler of all time. But I'm, I get really aggravated, especially now with the rumors that he's going to come back and might do a match. Do you get irritated because, you know, people like Sting's, what, 54 now? He's up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, do you get irritated, like, all right, Sting, stop wrestling? Like, Or do you, like, nope, it's Sting. I'll watch him until he's 90. Well, you know what I mean? I, I think... I think Sting can still reasonably go yeah. decent enough. Like he's not broke down. And, no, huh? I mean, granted, he's not doing nearly what he was doing. You know, right. I, even I four tell, or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely slowed down. But I can tell sometimes it's a desire. Like if he's in a match that he wants to be in, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, well, better. that's the thing. You put him in there, like say you put him in a Kerrangle. Like yeah. he, they're gonna tear it up. Yeah. You know, you put him in there with. I mean, I don't, you know, Eric Young or something, yeah, yeah. Or, or whoever, and yeah. it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to give you three clotheslines, singer splash, and a scorpion mm. death drop, and uh, we're going home. We're getting out. <laughs> yeah. Get my shit in. <laughs> right, yeah. I just really wish I could have seen sometime a really full-on heel sting, you know? Like, See, just... like he, to me, he's a guy that just, like, like, uh... Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. yeah. Never hit. Yeah. Like, Sting should have just... They, they've tried, but I just don't think he has it in him. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I think they tried a little bit when he was, like, NWO Wolfpack, yeah, and he was, like, kinda, trying to well, be they, cool. And then they tried... They, and then, uh, and then uh, like, in 99-ish, mm-hmm. they tried to turn him on Hogan. Yeah. At, at like, Fall Brawl. I remember that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And everybody was popping for Sting. Yeah. Like, they were like... Oh yeah, we're supposed to forget that Hogan did all this stuff as the mm-hmm. NWO, and he did it all to Sting. Yeah, you know, and and cause like the whole Crow persona to come mm-hmm. out. But yeah, yeah. Nah, you're you're horrible now. You yeah. know, it's just like they they just. And plus, I just don't think he had his heart into it. Yeah. So it didn't go over right. like, it, like it potentially could have. Right. He may just be right. He just might not be able which to is, play a convincing. Which heel. is funny. Like the whole like. I mean, the whole story is if Hogan wouldn't have agreed to go yeah. NWO, Sting was going to be yeah. the one who went. So that would have been crazy. To go back in time, like I'm, that. I'm glad Hogan went because I just, it, yeah. I just can't like visualize like that being what, right. what happened, you know. Yeah. So yeah, that would have been crazy. I wonder if maybe he would like stop wearing the the face paint. The paint you know what I mean? Yeah, just, well, because that's when he went white and black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So would he have just went white and black, but maybe not the crow again? Yeah. Right. Right, who knows? Who knows? All right. Who knows? Second question. Uh, favorite match of all time? And this, since, uh, you know, we ask uh, the Chris Goffs, you know, they're not in the matches. So you can also name your favorite nah, match as I'm well. Nah, I'm not going to name okay. my own. <laughs> I, 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 I've got some favorite matches of my own, but I, no one cares about those. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ah oh, man, favorite match of all time is like really hard. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have a lot of matches that I like equally for different reasons. Okay. Well, sure, let's hear. Them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, obviously, like I mentioned the the Sting, uh, Flair, Clash of the Champions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, like you know that match. You know, I was just you know like, as a ten year old, I'm like, come on. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Jason Harvey's judging, but come on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and. Uh, and uh, you know, like uh, uh, there was like uh, there was a uh, I think it was a in your house is a uh, mankind in Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind games. Yes. Yeah. Mind games. Yeah, yeah. Like I love that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much the entire WrestleMania 17 card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Kurt Angle and uh, Chris Benoit at mm-hmm. uh, Royal Rumble is one that's real high up there. There's a uh, there's a Sting DDP match from uh, April 1999 Nitro, where they go like 28, 29 minutes, wow. and uh, 
this mat it is phenomenal and uh like the booking later on was really stupid because sting goes over and wins the world title and the crowd just like this was like one of the hottest crowds like i'd ever seen like on tv they went just bonkers Mm -hmm. and i mean they had like an awesome finish like ddp went for a a diamond cutter out of the corner and sting held on to the ropes and then just turned it into a scorpion death drop running out of the corner and the crowd just went just just bonkers like i mean there was people i mean just jumping up and down (laughs) just it was crazy and then uh so WCW and in their infinite wisdom, mm-hmm. they book a championship match for the because this was uh the like seven o'clock hour leading into the eight o'clock hour yeah. when Raw started. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to keep viewers, and then so for the main event, you know, ninety minutes later, they booked uh Sting in a four way with uh, Kevin Nash and Goldberg. And uh, Kevin Nash ended up pinning like DDP uh-huh. to win the title. Oh, so that huge pop, yeah, yeah that just wasted so, on. So uh, yeah, that match is oh, that match is so awesome. Like they uh, they do a like a double reversal of a tombstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, I love that match. It's so, it's so awesome. DDP is quietly one that he had some get... really good matches, yeah, man. Does, like yeah. he probably he probably gave Goldberg his best match ever, like that Halloween what? Havoc. And yeah, that big feud yeah. with Macho Man. Yeah, yeah. all those matches yes. were great. But like, yeah, I mean, he carried Goldberg to like probably Goldberg's best match. Yeah, mm. DDP's very. That guy like, started at like 35. Yeah, yeah. And, and it worked very, really hard. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then like uh, I don't know, like I really like uh, even though I mean the match probably isn't that good looking back on it. Like I really I just like loved Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the retirement yes. one where, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he like drops five elbows yeah. on him? Yeah, like I, I hated the finish, but yeah. like even as a kid, I was just like, that's how he pinned him. Yeah, that was the only thing I really hated about the match is how he pinned him. Like, yeah. like he's like a lesser than. It's like yeah. this guy's a former like, world champion. Foot, foot on uh-huh. it was like it was like three straight shoulder tackles. Yeah, and then like a gorilla press, and then like a foot on his chest. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm willing to bet everybody's yearly salary that we might not ever hear ultimate warrior in response to favorite match <laughs> ever again well you know yeah that's probably true i was gonna say the one with hogan though yeah that was people, i mean it was an iconic yeah, match iconic, so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, then, yeah uh, that's true uh i mean i, I mean i could go all day on well, sure sure <laughs> there's like a jushin liger otani match from japan that is just crazy bonkers good i haven't and, watched enough japanese wrestling and, i need to um, find some more old there's like yeah. uh chris daniels samojo aj styles three-way from yeah. like 2005 final resolution yeah. that's the match i show every single non-wrestling fan who gets past the is it fake you know what i mean yeah. after they get past that i'm like oh you like wrestling watch this match that's the match i show everyone yeah, that, that match is that match is just that's like the ultimate three-way match yeah. ever like yeah they're, they're, that three-way cannot be top yeah no way it was amazing. Yep, definitely. All right, so we'll go to the third question here. Biggest influence? Uh, I'd say uh, well, like a lot of them. I With mean, the like, snakes. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the snakes. The super destroyer, or mass assassin, or whatever <laughs> yeah. the hell his gimmick was. The liberator, uh, yeah. or whatever. His name. <laughs> uh, no, I'd say uh, probably like well, Macho Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sting's my you know, my ultimate favorite sure. wrestler of all time, but he, I don't really, there's, you know, I'm not out there doing stinger splashes or pounding right. my chest going, ow, or anything. Not but, yet. But no, I mean, <laughs> not, not, never. Uh, but like, I'd say Macho Man, uh, Rick Rude, uh, yeah. Brian Pillman. Oh, mm-hmm. no, they're great. Uh, yeah. 
And then, like, you know, then, like, guys, like, the independent guys, like I mentioned earlier, like, at the time, they were big influences, mm-hmm. like, you know, Daniel Bryan, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Did you get a chance to work with any of those guys because they were at the independent level as well? I worked Christopher Daniels, and uh, I've worked him twice. I worked him in 2006 in a singles match, and then uh, had, a like, a, a tag match. It was me and Mark Sterling. Me and Mark Sterling versus Christopher Daniels and uh, a guy named Oliver Kane in front of about 17 people. Really? Yes, in uh, <laughs> in in Whisker Biscuit, Illinois. <laughs> Just some dumb. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. It's like, how do you book Chris Daniels and draw 17? Yeah. Like, did, I mean, you obviously did not yeah, do promote work. at all. Yeah. So, so yeah, I actually got to work him twice. I mean, I've got to work. I've been pretty lucky. Like, I've got to work quite a few you know quote unquote names mm-hmm. and uh but yeah i mean that's like one of the guys like that was like my ultimate dream match at the time mm-hmm. you know sure. definitely uh the one that really really sucks like not many people will know about this but uh when uh when daniel bryan got fired a few years ago or a couple years ago yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. uh the choking incident yeah mm-hmm. one of the the companies that i worked for they actually booked him, but they booked him like, you know, nine, ten months down the road. Right. And I was supposed to work him. And I'm like, this uh, is the coolest thing ever, but he's going to get hired back before. Right. And so he got hired back, you know, three months later. So yeah, that didn't happen. Back. But like, I was just like, oh, man, this will be so awesome. This will yeah. be so yeah. awesome. It's not going to happen, but it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, awesome. man, that's All funny. Right, so our third question. This one. Fourth. Fourth. I'm sorry. Fourth. Jesus, man. I can't count. Are you drunk? Maybe. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, favorite term as far as like baby face, heel, that kind of stuff. What's your favorite term in wrestling? Uh, I don't mean, I like a lot of them, but I mean, I use a lot of them with uh. my friends, uh, which is like when it's wrestling friends, mm. which is, you know, a good portion of my friends because, you know, you spend so much time with them, you know, it's like whatever back and forth. But sure. then when I when I use them with uh, with like, you know, just my buddy from high school or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he's just like, what, the, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like I like, I like saying gimmick a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so this is an actual example from like last week. Uh, <laughs> my buddy, he like started dating this chick and he tells me a story about how the first time he bangs her, like the condom breaks. Oh. And, so, and so he's all like, Oh man, that sucks. And I was like, man, the condom didn't break. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, she totally gimmicked that condom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, and he's just like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Gimmick? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, well, never mind. Yeah, like, I would have said you should have just no sold it, man. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so like, I like, you know, like, you know, and then like, my fiance, I'll say stuff to her sometimes, uh-huh. and she's just kind of like, whatever, you know, <laughs> shut up. And then, uh, but like rat, I like the term rat. We've heard that before. It's yeah, just yeah. such a, like, I, when I think of a rat, it's like just such a vile, of disgusting course, yeah. creature. And then when you see them in person, they're <laughs> such a, <laughs> such a vile, disgusting creature. <laughs> so, so it awesome. applies so, uh, and like, there's been like, there's been some rats that, oh man, like, uh, like there's this one rat, like, literally, you could do a whole show about her, like, just people telling stories about her. <laughs> like, to, pr- to pe- protect the innocent, like, sure, I won't say her yeah. real name, right. Candy, which is her real name, but... <laughs> I won't tell you which Candy Johnson this is. <laughs> but, but, but like, like, I'll just say I'll, the levels of ratdom of this young oh lady, just, the, just one example, just one example. <laughs> she, she broke her neck. Oh. <laughs> had a neck brace <laughs> and 
she blew a dude oh, like with the like the halo the dude, like, like she's like she's like it's, it's in the back seat of the car she's like got her head like propped up against like the door and he's basically hanging out the window humping her face so that i mean that's just one example that's like right. that's one example of her like her like rat kingdom yes so, that's uh, yes that's pretty radish yeah there's like I mean, there's probably like 50 stores that are oh, like, you yeah. know, near equivalent to that. So. I just imagine like a halo, yeah. even, you know, like yeah. one of those like. I just, I just, <laughs> even the, I just the dude just. <laughs> <"Wah!"> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, so what's going through that guy's mind? Like, oh man, it's just kind of neck. Oh, fuck well, it, I'll do it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, a, a lot of people thought that because she uh, was popular. So. Oh my wow. god. Wow. Wow. There's a there's a there's a lot of Eskimo brothers that can claim her. Eskimo <laughs> I like that. All right, here we okay. go. Okay, all right. Awesome. This is our our fifth and final. Uh, we call it a question, but it's more of a thought experiment. All right? right. Right now, the three of us were sitting in a creative meeting. Okay. We're about to book your next big feud. This is what's taking you to the top. Oh. Main eventing mania. All right. Your big feud with T Mac. Oh shit. What's the yeah. storyline? What's the storyline? I'm just gonna squash him, and get it over with. I mean, <laughs> oh, yes. I, he's like, he's, yes. so, so he, I would say he's like the young up and coming guy, and I'd be okay. like the, uh, the veteran probably. And sure. this. Okay, so yeah, I'm uh, protecting my spot. Yeah. And I'm just gonna like completely bury just him. Just squash him. Just, yeah, yeah. And then I'm gonna hang on to my spot for way too long. And uh, you're gonna Hogan. Actually, okay. You're actually, gonna Hogan it. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll come up. We'll come up with something. Uh, All right. Let's see. All right. Um. All right, this is what we can we could do. Uh, all right, we'll say. Actually, this will be his big spot. Because oh, like, I'm, I'm like the established guy. Right. Sure. Say I'm okay. the, like the established guy. Right. Uh, we'll say. Maybe okay. I'm not. I, I don't have a title or anything at this point. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna put myself over for a title at some point because if you're booking something, you gotta put yourself sure. over. Sure. That's right, just like yeah. that's a prerequisite yes. in the wrestling business. The Triple H School of Business. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> We'll say he's say he's kind of like a, a newer up and coming type guy, and I'm yep. like a established tail. Okay. Say we have a couple matches, and uh, I picture him in a, like a Rocky Maivia type hey, outfit coming right. out, like hey guys. Yeah. Yeah. He has like moderate success, but nothing okay. too big at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Given. Yeah. Say uh, I go over on him in a couple life. times, but it's like uh, I kind of see. Something in him, sure, you okay, know. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I kind of offer him, a, you know, like to take him under my wing. Like it's kind of like, hey man, what you're doing really isn't working. Why don't you come, you know, mm-hmm, come right. to my, come to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Come down to my and, snake room, you know, and, and I'm the, gonna train the, you the, up. The underlying <laughs> thing would be basically like I see a guy who's got potential and could be potential problem for me down the uh-huh. road. So like, hey, let's take this guy under my wing now. So and, you're hoodwinking him, yeah, exactly, gotcha. kind of using him, and. uh you know, during this time, maybe he ends up helping me win the title. Yes. And he helps me, you know, defend it and keep, you know, defend the title yes. throughout a certain period of time. And then it gets to the point where, uh, okay, we'll say we're, we're saying we're going to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So, so it gets to the point where maybe he's like, I don't have his back like he has mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh, of course. And then, not. Uh, yeah, because you know, yeah, screw me, screw right? him. <laughs> But uh, he's starting to get—he's starting to get more—he's starting to get more and more over, and I'm starting to kind of get a little jealous of that fact. Uh-huh. And then uh, it gets to the point where I say there's Royal Rumble, and um, he ends up winning it, and I'm like, ah, uh, you know, as opposed to you 
you know, taking your shot against me, it's more so like you won in to protect me, yeah. as in like you're gonna fend off challengers for right. me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it obviously, you know, he has something in store for me. Right. And then you know he gets his match at WrestleMania, and then he wins the world title, and then yes. he's he's off. Off in the sunset. I would boo that WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would boo it, too. Boo. It'd be horrible. But. My mom would cheer it. I would think the <laughs> final straw for you would be when he gets the broken neck rat and you don't. Oh, man. You know I, what I mean? I, like, that's... I don't, I don't want that horse That face is just... Like, that's the blast oh, straw. Man, like, I, like, this chick, this chick she, <laughs> she... She seriously looked like she could have been, like, John Elway's kid. <laughs> 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 I, I am not exaggerating. She's no. really a rat. Like yeah. she's crossed no, that's the with thing, rat. man. Yeah. It's yeah. like, like I really, like I wanted to like drop a little trap with cheese and see if she like, see if she if she'd get it. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably how she broke her neck. <laughs> Actually, she broke she broke yeah. her neck trying to train to wrestle. She did a back roll. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's not that's a true story. Wow. Yes. Interesting. Yes. We'll have to talk some more off air. <laughs> yeah, about we'll talk this more rap. off air about that. But well, hey, so you want to plug anything, man? You got like, is there anything coming up for uh, you? I got a show this Friday. Well, whenever this airs, mm-hmm. I got a show November twenty second mm-hmm. uh, for three XW. It is a uh, we are in a uh, uh, ten man Survivor Series ish type elimination match, okay. which uh, it's uh, me. Uh, Mark Sterling, Sir Brad, or Showtime Bradley Charles, the King Brothers against uh, Ray Stryker, the American Bulldogs, and Ricky Love and AJ Smooth, which uh, it should be pretty fun. I I, I think it'll be a, a entertaining match, uh, and it'll be a good show. I mean, Three XWs they they run a good promotion, and uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. And then uh, where's that show at? In Des Moines, Iowa. Gotcha. And then. Um, the next thing I got after that's like December 6th for St. Louis Anarchy. Mm. Uh, that'll be my first time back there in quite a while, so I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Fighting Nelly or what? Are you? Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, rip that bandaid <laughs> yes. right off his face. <laughs> Is he Just, still wearing that? I don't know. I don't either. Uh, Not after he wrestles Jeremy Wyatt. No, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I'm gonna kill him, son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, stole my rat. <laughs> yeah, he can have that rat. He, he, he can he can keep her. But uh, other than that, I mean, uh, Stan, he's got Twitter. Do you want people to, to look, or do you like to keep that private? No, nah, I mean it's just Jeremy Wyatt one. Uh, I don't really post too much on there. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably should be a little more entertaining yeah. on there. So that's uh, that'll be my early near, New Year's resolution right. to, be, to gotcha. be more entertaining on Twitter. But I do have a friend who is the best person on Twitter ever to follow, and that is Hype Gotti. So, yes, up in Omaha. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's one of my really good friends, and he is a uh, he's a gentleman caller of the rat candy. So yeah, I'm actually gonna <laughs> see him this weekend. I'm going up to Omaha to work for a, <clears throat> a promotion called Victory. Okay. He's friends with a guy named Ryan Stoddard. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. A, he, he's one of he's one of my better friends in wrestling. Yeah. He's he's the funniest dude on Twitter mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, so look follow him. Yeah. yeah, he's a good one. Well, this has been uh, Cinco Preguntas. Yes, uh, I, I'll spare us the. No, I want to hear. Oh, you want to hear? Yeah, Lady, Lady Google? Google. I want to hear Lady yeah, you Google. You got a thing for Lady Google, don't I you? I do. Cinco Preguntas. It does sound kind of sexy. Oh, I mean, I got a Yes. I, I think her neck was broken when she recorded that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jeremy, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, man. This has been wonderful. We'll definitely have to have you on again. Yeah, most definitely, man. Absolutely. And we're going to take a break so we can talk more about this rap, see if we can get (laughs) T-Mac hooked up. Uh, I'm okay with that. (laughs) We'll we'll be back with our Survivor Series picks 
on the Trending Topics Network. And you're listening to the Spanish Announce Table. On the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Nice. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. You say you need a good reason to check out the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com? Well, I've got five. Number one, Fight Show Live. Masters in the business of beatdown, Ozone and T-Mac bring you all things MMA. Number two, Trending Mobile Technology. Piper the DJ takes a bite out of the mobile space every week as he gives you Android, iOS, Microsoft, and BlackBerry. Number three, The Real News. MJR shares politics and current events the only way he knows how, unbiased and honestly. Number four, the Spanish announce table. Captain Awesome and T-Mac are slamming your face through a table full of wrestling knowledge every week as they break down WWE and TNA. Number five, Old School at the Movies. Mr. Old School and his panel of critics are your one-stop shop for all your movie needs as they give you box office hits, DVD releases, even Netflix, and the bargain bin. TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Better check in every day because you never know what's going to be trending next. Quite possibly the best wrestling theme song ever. <laughs> Maybe. Gets me ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Remember that like run he had in yeah. like uh, <laughs> middle 2000s, like 2005, six ish. I always thought that was impressive. Remember yeah, I he always... was with Lashley and Matt Hardy and stuff. I do equate this with Survivor Series. Why is that? Because it's an Indian. Is that it, or was, did he have something to do with Survivor Series? Uh, he did a couple things. I think he had a heel turn. I'm kind of tired. I'm gonna tell you this first. I'm a little tired, so my memory is not the best. So listeners, please don't kill me. But I believe he did a heel turn and joined the Million Dollar Man at Survivor uh, Series. Okay. I believe that's true. Hmm. If not, screw you. Well, let's get into <laughs> our Survivor Series. And this card is not good. No, it's not. It's it's lazy. It's thrown together. It reminds me a lot of WrestleMania as far as on paper, if you read it, you know, you have CM Punk and Daniel Bryan together. But then the storyline. Eh, yeah, no, eh. this it just flat out sucks. And I'm certainly not buying it. But we'll get into this for times. How will you watch it? Oh, I'll read the results. <laughs> Kickoff show: Kofi versus The Miz. Hold on, has Dolphin made his Dolphin? Uh, no. Uh, 19, 1972, no. right? Uh, Nineteen twenty-five. Nineteen twenty-five. Whatever. I'll go first. Okay. Kofi versus Miz. Miz is gonna win this. Yeah. Obviously, Miz yep. pinfall. Miz pinfall. Miz pinfall. Okay, Miz pinfall. Both of us. Say that. Now, we get a Divas traditional Survivor Series match. They all lose. It's seven on seven. Jesus Christ. Natalia, the Bellas, the Funkadactyls, JoJo and Eva. Right? The total Divas. Jesus. Versus AJ Lee, Tamina Schnuka, Caitlin, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, Oksana, 
and Alicia Fox. So with these traditional things, I think we've just determined we're just going to pick the final, what ends the match, because it's going to be too hard to, we didn't want to come up with a scoring system yeah, based on who was in and out, and yeah, nobody really cares. Right. So uh, I'll let you go first on this one. Who's you? Uh... I got AJ Lee, Widow's Peak over Brie Bella. Really? Yes. I don't even care if I get that one wrong. Oh, let me write that down. There's seven on seven. Are you... God! Why, man? That means they're all going to wrestle at least once. This match has to go at least five minutes. Why? Why the fuck are they going to get five minutes? <laughs> Jesus. It's going to go longer than five minutes. But I'm saying it has to go at least five minutes. Yeah. Damn it, man. I'm going to say the total divas pull this one out, I think. Although, man, it's always AJ Lee with a Widow's Peak on Brie Bella. It's always that. Mm-hmm. Every time. Mm-hmm. 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 Every goddamn time, it's AJ Lee with a Widow's Peak on Brie Bella. Well, it's a safe move, you know. Uh, no, but I think it's going to be Brie... With the roll-up. No. Okay. Nope. I thought you were going roll-up. I think it's going to be Naomi getting the better of AJ Lee. No. No, I don't. <laughs> no, what I really do don't. What do you got? I really think it's going to be AJ Lee with the Widow's Peak on Rebella. But you know what? I need points. So I'm going to shoot for the stars. I'm going to say Naomi. Okay. Rear view. On... I guess. No. Somebody else will have eliminated AJ earlier. Probably Brie Bella. I got Tatanka. So it's going to be over. Tatanka does a run in. Over Tamina Snuka? No, she's going to get eliminated. Tamina Snuka? JoJo will be the first one eliminated. Yes. No. Eva. Yeah, Eva Marie will be the first one eliminated. Is it pissed off at her maybe? Yeah. And she sucks. But I don't see anybody else sticking around. Oh, Caitlyn's on the on the evil diva side. Ah, she's gonna get eliminated earlier. Yeah, goddamn AJ Lee, I'll see. Naomi rearview on AJ. You're gonna win. Yeah, that, that one. makes no sense. Why is AJ <coughs> and Caitlyn on the same team? Don't they hate each other? It's total divas versus divas. But isn't don't they hate each other? Yeah, but I can hate you. And work alongside of you. I can't. Well, we'll move on to the next traditional Survivor Series matchup. And it is Goldie Rhodes, The Usos, and Booyaka Booyaka versus The Shield and The Real Americans. You go first. I am a real... Hogan comes American. out. American. Hogan comes out. Though. Rey Mysterio will... Get the 619 and the pinfall on. Although, goddamn, they're not going to eliminate the shield, are they? Do they? Do they? Do they? Do they? Rey Mysterio is going to shine in this. Rey Mysterio will get. uh, I'm going to say. The final one that puts all the faces will have been eliminated. 
and Roman Reigns. Pins. Rey Mysterio. You're an asshole. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, but I'll switch it because I like to play dangerous. Okay, all right. I've got Seth Rollins. No, I'm sorry, not Seth Rollins. Uh, Dean Ambrose. Okay. I got Dean Ambrose with his finisher on... Uh, on... Uh-huh. Easy for you to say. I don't. I mean, it want. I want to say Ray, but then I want to think that he's gonna get eliminated because he's either gonna stand on the apron the entire time, yeah, and then get in in the end and then yes. get eliminated, or he's well, gonna so be then in. You've got. I'm go thinking ahead. Cody Rhodes. Thinking Cody Rhodes? No, I'm doing Ray. Ray. I'm not doing him, but I'll pick <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, you are. I'll pick him. So Ambrose pins Ray. Right. All right. Moving on. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan versus the Wyatt Family. I'll go first. I got CM Punk with the GTS uh, pinfall. Okay. On whom? Maybe that'll be extra point. Uh, Luke Harper. Harper. Harper's dark hair. Yes. Yes. Man, that was a good interview with Jeremy Wyatt, wasn't it? Yes. God damn. Damn, that was great. Rats. Rats. <laughs> Uh, one rat in particular. Mm-hmm. All right. With a broken goddamn neck. This is neck. exactly what I feel is going to happen, too, is Punk, GTS, Pinfall, and Harper. So I'm going to say Daniel Bryan, yes, locks the other fucker, Eric Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> the other fucker. You know <laughs> that other, other guy. Fucker. All right. My turn next. Mm-hmm. John Cena pins Alberto Del Rio after he hits an AA. Yep. Yep. Copy? Yeah. Copy and paste. I'm just going to literally control C. Control V. <laughs> it didn't take. <laughs> like it automatically erased it. Yeah, because it's so fucking <laughs> it's like, stupid. I don't want to fucking say <laughs> I don't want that goddamn shit on my fucking screen twice. All right, so you get the main event call. The Orton versus main Orton event. versus I... the Big Show. I've got Randy Orton, RKO over Big Show after distraction from Triple H. Oh, yeah, run-in. Yeah, I didn't think about run-ins earlier, but there really is no way to do a run-in. The only possible one was is a Bray Wyatt, I guess. And oh, unless I want to say that Ricardo Rodriguez surfaces. No, he's in a mask with Tyson. Yeah, because then it would have to continue that storyline. Yep. Okay, Orton, RKO, Big Show, running of Triple H. That's me. I'm gonna say Orton, RKO on Big Show. Because of a shield run-in. This is supposed to be one of their big four. And listen to how... This is terrible. This is a garbage. Now, I hope we're shocked. It's garbage. I hope we're shocked. This whole card sucks. But this is just thrown together laziness. And look, I understand. The writers are coming up with seven to eight hours of entertainment a week. But well, man, this is coming up good. with weak sauce. Well, this isn't good. That's what they're doing. Isn't good, guys. But you know what? We'll just take a break. We'll come back because we got a crap ton of emails. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Ladies, come on back to the TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. What a bet there's not find, a lot of ladies listening. Where you'll find T-Mac and Captain Awesome sitting down, giving you a bunch of wrestling knowledge on the Spanish announce table. What's up? It is Heavy Set, and I'm here to tell you about Kayfabe Sports Radio, the home of the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks. On the Ohio Indie Report, I break down what's going on in the Cleveland scene of independent wrestling, from AIW to Prime Wrestling, and some of the little organizations in between that I can attend. And if you also like NFL football, be sure to check out NFL Easy Picks hosted by myself and my good friend Joe Bennett as we break down and talk about what is going on in football and we make our picks on the coming week's games. And all this can be found at www.kfabesports.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching Kfabe Sports Radio. And while you're at kfabesports.com, be sure to check out the links for Kfabe Sports Radio, Ohio Indie Report, and NFL Easy Picks on Facebook and Twitter. So for now, be sure to check out the Ohio Indie Report and NFL Easy Picks on Kfabe Sports Radio, where it's all a work. You know what I miss is when he'd come out and he'd kind of like hop a little bit in the ring to the yeah. beat and kind of like look around a little bit, like just tough. I kind of miss him as a baby face. As a baby face? I like, okay, I hated the, the term feed me more because yeah. I always used to say feed me s'mores. Yeah. But I want to hear that. Yeah, like the crowd, like, be me more. I My mean, kids that, were marking out for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, when it initially started. That was as big as the Yes chant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I, I'd say that or the uh, the bully ride back again. Yeah, I kind of want to see, uh, you know, destructive rampage uh, ride back. Yeah, okay. Just for a little bit. Not for a long time. Just for a little <laughs> bit. Wow. You know what I got for you right now? What do you got for my Emails. Ass? Thank you again. First up, Kata motherfucking Klismic. Love this guy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. So the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, has now defended the TNA title in AAA against El Macias and in Japan for Wrestle 1 against Seiya Sonata. I don't know how to say these names. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> well, my question for you dollar-seeking hobos is... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where do you want AJ Styles to go, and who do you want him to wrestle next? Great interview with Rob Schamberger last week. Kata! Out. Um. Okay, are we doing Dream? Like, who do we... It would be hypothetically well, cool. sure. Outside of WWE, because that'll never work. Okay. So, out of WWE, are we doing, like, Dream? Sure, or yeah. what where do, do you want to see him go next? Okay, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? No, you go first. I want him to wrestle Kevin Steen in oh. Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah, I, I that's one they might not allow though because that's probably their closest competitor. I know on their level. I'm just saying. Um, that's what I want. Kevin Steen, AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ walks into Ring of Honor. Well, well, hold on. 
Yeah, because that would work. Because, you know, babyface versus babyface in the I'm in your territory thing works. So, yeah, I could see that. Or or even uh, AJ Styles in Ring of Honor against Adam Cole. That'd be good. But that's champion versus champion. I don't like Nah, that's not good. Maybe see him wrestle Adam Pierce. Is that what you want? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Why not? Or they've had good matches maybe in the past. I think. Pretty sure. He could have a match. No, I want Kevin Steen. No, Ring of Honor. I got this anywhere. He could have a match anywhere, any promotion, mm-hmm. anytime, as long as his opponent cuts this promo. The only chance you have, you have no chance, but you had a chance, is that you can run Nicky Split. Because you can't run because you're, you're bad asses. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Like, See, I would have stopped it tonight, but I was in the bathroom taking a dump. You know uh. what? They could even do it here. As I stand here in the show me state of St. Louis, Missouri. That's a city. Want- there you go. <laughs> AJ Styles uh-huh. versus Scott Steiner <laughs> in the show me state of St. Louis, Missouri. That's a city. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, Kata. Uh, that was a great one. Oh, by the way, yes. we got dollars. Yes. <laughs> we yes, got we dollars, do. man. We got dollars. So a great dude by the name of Cannabis. Yes. This is his first contributor. Sent us, you know, I won't say the money because, you know. Yeah, you don't need to know that. Let's just say that. it had something around the number 420. Yeah. He gives $420,000. Yep. Uh, no. Ca- uh, cannabis, solid dude. Cannabis, great dude. Thanks, man. And we also got a contribution from the Gentle Beast. Yeah. We won't say how much. Right. But thank you You again. Really appreciate it. You know, and to be honest, we've been saying, hey, give us a dollar and an email. And obviously, we we would love to get the feedback. The emails are really the most important. Right. However, you know, when you do give us money, I'm going to be honest with you, we're trying to build a website. Yep. We're trying to go to the Hall of Fame up yep. in Des Moines, Iowa, which isn't far for us. So we're not asking for thousands of dollars in like a Kickstarter program. No. We're just asking, hey. The website you... is first and foremost on my yeah. mind here because uh, it, it'll give us a place to put it. So if people just want to subscribe to our thing, right. I can actually track things better. Yep. And maybe sell some advertising space down the road someday if I know more right. of the demos. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we have jobs. And we sure. could do this, but man, it would be great if you could support us because one, yeah. we like it, and two, it makes us feel like we're actually well, doing true. something. True, yeah. And you know what? I mean, with emails or financially, either. Uh, way. You know, like yeah, I can afford to pay for a website, but telling my wife what I spent that money on, yeah, makes her go really oh, okay. okay, really, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Miz. yeah. So, but thanks again, gentle yeah, thank beast, you. and thank you for thanks. the emails. Yes, and thank you for the emails, and again. At Table Show on the, on the PayPal, if anybody wants to donate to the cause, mm-hmm. uh, we greatly appreciate it. And I've offered uh, uh, these two gentlemen, they can have some advertising space now. Yes. You donate, I'll let you plug whatever you want to plug, promo you want to, get on your soapbox, I don't mm-hmm. care. Yep. We've got seven commercial breaks during the show. We'll fill them up. Yes, we will. Yeah. You donate, I'll let you, I'll let you say something. There you go. There you go. All right, moving on, GBL. So, sup, guys? GBL here, two-time, two-time contributor. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what he wrote here. I know, I like it. My question's for you this week. What's next for Dolph Ziggler? For a guy with so much potential to have failed over and over at attempts to get to the mid-card, I think it's sad, and I reckon he is Kofi Kingston-like mid-card for life. Maybe he meant to the top of the card up there earlier. Um, and then he says, 
On the 4th November Raw, Big Show had the options to demand anything he wanted to settle his lawsuit. So why not ask for a match against Triple H? It's like when the kid at school finally gets one back on his bully tormentor. I, for one, would eat that shit up. But that doesn't... Oh, but if that does indeed take place, when could it happen? Keep up the great podcastery. Later, Jeebs. Thank you, sir. You so, want to go first on this? Um, Yeah, what's next for Dolph Ziggler? I don't know. I think he's just a push away from... From being back at the top. Do you think he's going back to the top? We could. I think he's Zack Ryder. You think he's Zack Ryder? I think he's kind of what, like you said, I think he's kind of like Kofi Kingston, but a little bit better. I think he's mid-card and will have some mid-card titles and then can be put in a more upper-card feud if need be. People are hurt. Somebody's sick. He's believable. He's two-time champion-ish. I unfortunately think he, he goes the way of Zack Ryder where, remember, he was cool. Remember, he was mm-hmm. cool, and he'll be featured on TV, but then it'll become less and less, yeah. less and less, and then we forget about him. And he's yeah. my favorite freaking guy to watch wrestle, so this is extremely sad yeah. for me, but he's not playing the game, apparently. Boo-hoo, he's original and comes up with his own shit, uh, and uh, they just don't like that. So I think he goes the way of Zack Ryder, unless something amazingly crazy happens, a la... Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, and John Cena all get hurt at the same time. You know, other than that, he, right. he's nothing. Yeah. Big show. Triple H. When's it happening? When does it happen? Royal Rumble. Think Rumble? Mm-hmm. Not Mania? No, Mania. Too far away. Well, no, and that's no offense to either guy, but. Yeah. That Rumble? Match, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That match does not happen at a fucking I agree with that. WrestleMania. I agree with that. And it keeps uh, Big Show out of the Royal Rumble match, so. Yep. All right, Jeebs. What do you think? Well, hold on. What do you, you think Rumble? Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you there. Okay. Jeeves, another solid dude. Yes. Another solid dude. Big wrestling fan. All right. Twain. I think we've received an email from Twain before, haven't we? I know. We we talked to him on uh, Twitter. That's for sure. Yeah. If not, welcome to the show, Twain. Yes. He says, how you doing, Captain Awesome? And T-Mac, mm-hmm. just a quick question or two. What was it do or is it? <laughs> do either one of you... Have any favorite or least favorite movies or documentaries centered around wrestling? Secondly, do you think there will ever be a wrestling-based movie that would attract mass appeal, such as Rocky or Rudy? I heard there were talks of a Bruno San Martino biopic, but nothing had materialized. Until next time, gentlemen, great show, and keep on keeping on. Twain, sent from his Samsung tablet. Oh, good for you. I like that. Technology. Uh Uh-huh. You want me to go first on this? Yeah. All right, so the first one's asking... you have any favorite or least favorite movies or documentaries centered around wrestling? You know, a lot of people shit on The Wrestler. I liked it a lot. I thought that movie was really good. Uh-huh. You know, with... Uh, uh, what's that his was going to be my answer to the, the one that attracted mass appeal, because that did get kind of... Be, more so because of Mickey Rourke and his comeback. But, but it was but... an amazing movie. Right. And, yeah, I mean, no, a lot of people were into that. Yeah. Um, so I like the wrestler. Wrestler was good. Yeah, it was up for like Oscar nominations. I think stuff. it won yeah. a couple something. Yeah, but it was was it even involved in the? It, it was Best Picture. It was nominated for yeah, Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good movie. Very good movie. I liked it. And a lot of people shit on it because they're like, that's one aspect of pro wrestling. Yeah, and they did it really well. Right, but yeah, that's so, one aspect. But it was following one guy who right, would be yeah, living yeah. in one aspect. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they didn't say. This is all of wrestling encompassing. Right. It was the wrestler. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I like that movie a lot. As far as doc- documentaries go, you know, Beyond the Mat's kind of your standard. I feel like if you're gonna watch a documentary, that's the one you go to. Now, 
I will I will say this. WWE does their documentary kind of things, you know, where they tell you yeah. the life of uh, a wrestler and stuff like that. As far as that goes, the one I always think of is Jake the Snake Roberts. That one was amazing, obviously, because of the, you know, crazy twisted life he's lived. Yeah. And then I also like the Ultimate Warrior because of the they just shit on him until yes yeah. Um, I also like the CM Punk. He got really personal. He talks about how his brother he still hasn't talked to him because his brother stole money from him. That's a very personal, intimate thing to tell you. You know what I mean? Uh, do I think a movie will make mass appeal? Obviously, we kind of touched on the wrestler kind of did, but do I think it'll happen again? Yeah, and it would be interesting to see a biopic of. Bruno San Martino. I've always yes. thought, I always thought a great idea for a movie, and maybe it doesn't go mass appeal, but is showing Hogan and McMahon really unionizing or taking all of the uh, big stars and making it the WWE, taking it from all the independents to no, it's just WWE running shit, and you know how. You know, Hogan told about the stories of going into Kansas City. Yeah. And, like, Harley Race might kick the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do, Vince. And Vince just going, you got to do it. Right. I think that'd be a good movie. And then you lead to <coughs> you lead to the steroid mm. case. You know, I think that'd be a good movie. I, um, you know, Dan the Cannon always brings up, it'll never happen, but could you imagine the day Vince McMahon hangs it up? He wrote a fucking book. Oh my god. God damn. That would be the biggest god damn book sold ever. Oh my god. Especially in our genre. At any rate, I wish he would, you know, he did a DVD documentary thing, but it was really watered down and it wasn't very yeah. appealing. If he were to just go, you want to hear some stories? You heard about that one story where you where I was an asshole? I really wasn't. Here's my side. Right, yeah. That would be the shit. Yeah. Um, and as far as documentaries go, I mean, the only one that really does stick out in my mind is Beyond the Map because I haven't seen a lot of the wrestler-specific ones. You know, and Wrestling with Shadows is pretty good, too. That was yeah. the Bret Hart one. Yes. And, uh, Man, the Shawn Michaels one was really good, too. Which one were we talking the about? The Shawn Michaels DVD. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Shawn Michaels really DVD good. was good. Yeah, yeah. I always like that one-liner in, uh, in the Shawn Michaels DVD where he talks about getting fired and him and Janetti are sitting out the office after the night of drinking where British Bulldog kind of really screwed him over. Yeah. And Vince walks by him and goes, nice boots. You know, those are made for walking. And Sean and Marty are like, oh, God, are we fired? He's like, ha, ha, come on in, kid. And then he fires him. Yeah, yeah, it's so <laughs> jacked up. All right, Twain, thanks. Yes, very um, good. Thank you. We're going to knock these out, man. We got our fourth and final email here from the Ultimate MJR. He says, Ultimate one here. Hi. Love the last week's show and interview with Rob Schamberger. Please continue to have interesting wrestling-related guests. Well, we did. Well, we did. Jeremy You're White. welcome. Now, <laughs> <laughs> straight up jack move, I'm going to ask you and Team Macaroni, Fünf Fragen. I'm not food. Fünf Fragen. I know, but Team Macaroni. I'm not Team Macaroni. Fünf Fragen is five questions in German. Oh, I like that. Good job. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, because you lived in Germany. I did. Now, one, things you would like to see more in wrestling. For myself, it would be more heel versus heel storylines. 
What would you like to see more of in wrestling? More buildup of two wrestlers not being able to touch each other as far as like physically fighting and top this thing. I loved one of my favorite storylines of all time, Sabu versus Taz. A year. Yeah, they can't uh-huh. touch each other, but they're running through the entire roster and calling each other out. I love that whole buildup. I'd like to see more fucking names for finishers. <laughs> um, now, I, as far as that, I like the... Um, I like longer story builds, and but I think that you, helps your, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if, and if where you, you know. but where you build in other people, you know, I like multi-layered storylines. ECW was the, the best at that, where you'd have a match starting off with the Dudleys and, uh, you know, the Dudleys and, um, I'm, I'm going blank, and the, the prime, not prime time yeah. players, and the, uh, you, you start off with the Dudleys versus Spike Dudley, and it ends with Sandman versus Sabu. You know what I mean? It just because of everyone going in and coming out, and then you see, you know, all this Here, crazy stuff. One thing I've always thought, <clears throat> excuse me, that I'd really like to see is more, uh, a little less heel and face. And I know that's part of the storytelling in the match, um, but more overall heel and face. I think in the match you have the good guy, bad guy kind of thing going on, but I think it should be more like uh, you build up these characters. To where people are going to identify with their favorite, you know, mm-hmm. favorite characters. Right. So in any given match, somebody could play the heel or the babyface based on what's going on, and they do some of that now. Right. But I thought that, and I think intermix the storylines. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like plan it out over a longer time, and I know it's tough to do. Yeah, definitely. But I think if you intermix them enough, you can plug and play better. Yeah. But you know, more people have long term goals, mm-hmm. and we know what those long term goals are, and they start butting heads and running into each other, and you can get more. Twists and turns and strange bedfellows and those kind of things. Yeah, I, my number one thing is I just want to see, you know, two badasses running through the roster, but it takes a long time to build. They're not they're not able to fight each other because of rules or whatever, but they're just, you know, they're running through competition and it leads to a pay-per-view where this, you know, two forces meet and who's going to win. I like that. And I like also the... Everyone's involved. You know, they're all there's one backstage, so I like the intermingling. Like yeah. John Cena and Alberto Del Rio are wrestling, but mm-hmm. then in backstage, Del Rio runs into Cody Rhodes and kind of yeah. has a smart ass comment for him. Yeah, exactly. Because they would see each other. I like that kind of stuff too. Yeah. All right. Number two, who is your unsung hero in wrestling? For me, it's Lance Storm. The guy was super talented in the ring and could wrestle circles around anybody, but due to his lack of mic skills, never went far. Oh, we're talking all time or right now? Hmm. Uh, he said Lance Storm, so yeah. you go ahead first on this one. I have a tough one because I don't know about necessarily an unsung hero. I do think <clears throat> uh, after um, Percy Pringle died, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Bear, mm-hmm. I thought about really what that meant, and I said Undertaker might not be around today as we know it oh, if yeah. not for Paul Bear. Right, definitely. He got that over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and think about the impact that therein lies. There's no Cain. There's no real Mankind. There's no real... Yeah, the Mankind thing doesn't work. There's no Ministry of Darkness. Mm-hmm. There is no Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, yeah. big you know things. There's no there's no streak. Yep. So I think um, he hardly ever got the uh, credit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I know Roddy Piper is a sung hero, but never getting the title. Now, there's a lot of people you can say people never got the title, but that guy... Right. Sits at the top of the list for me. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, for me, it's Scott Hall. 
Yeah. Slash Razor Ramon. <laughs> and for the same reason. That. Yeah, same reason, that. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Main eventing, doing yeah. great, doing this. The Outsiders, all of this amazing stuff. And then never, it was always Kevin Nash was the guy in WCW, NWO, whatever. And then in WWF, it was always him and Sean or him and Diesel. And he would win the Intercontinental title, but never got the full push. And, man, he could have a good match with anyone. So I I would say him. Okay, three. If TNA brought back the six-sided ring on a permanent basis, would it be praised or would it be seen as a desperate ploy? Right now, desperate ploy. Mm, Yeah. Desperate ploy. I think so, too. But I think that's kind of what caught some people in the earlier days when TNA was getting on Spike TV. Like, you flip through and you're like, the hell is this? Now, wrestling fans might see a secondary wrestling organization and think, oh, I'll stop and see this. It's something new. The non-wrestling fan flipping through goes, what is my looking at? Like, whoa, 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 what is a six-side thing mm-hmm. here? Yep. Uh-huh. No, yeah. but it's a desperate ploy. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. All right, number four. I don't necessarily understand this. Favorite non-title matches and WrestleMania match? Mine's is Daniel Bryan versus Batista. Does he mean favorite non-title at WrestleMania match? Did Daniel Bryan face Batista? At, at... I don't know. Did Daniel Bryan ever face Batista? I don't think so. No, Batista was out of the... Yeah, Batista yeah. was gone before Daniel Bryan got there. Unless... No, yeah. Daniel Bryan's first WrestleMania was last year. Yeah. And he got broke kicked by Sheamus. Yeah. Non-title, though. Let's just go with non-title... Uh, let's just say favorite non-title at WrestleMania match. I don't know. Okay. Well, my favorite match <laughs> of all time is Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan. Mm. Uh, another one that I always think of is Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Love that one. I'd still have to go with the um the one it's the cliche one, but it's the Undertaker Shawn Michaels WrestleMania twenty five. Oh yeah. It's still just the guy I and I remember saying it <clears throat> I know the next night they were quickly saying people were saying this is one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. I said it the night I watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like some of this is for the best goddamn I was trying to think back, I was like, This is on the level of of Savage Steamboat. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. This is Definitely that good. Yeah. All right, the fünf Fragen. It's not how you say it, but the, it's, I don't know how you say fifth. I forget. But <laughs> moments in wrestling that made you cry. We've oh, talked about one for Jesus, you. Yeah. Do we have to live this again? <laughs> you go first, then. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously the um, goddamn I cried the night when everybody was doing their Eddie Guerrero yep. commentaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bawled like a fucking baby that whole night because yep. you could just see the pain in those people's eyes. Owen Hart. That and made me cry. So many, yeah, see, I don't, I don't remember that, but God, just that's what got to me was everybody's the the Eddie Guerrero, everybody's comment. I was like, this guy really was really liked, and you could see everybody just at a loss for what to do now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, where I got teary eyed. Okay, obviously as a kid, we talked about Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Screw yeah. You, Warrior. Uh-huh. That was a kid though. I'm talking like let's be, you know, kind of. One moment that got to me was Flair's retirement mm. when yes. everyone came out. Yes, I was like, too. Yes. son of a bitch. I didn't absolutely. cry, but I got a little like yeah, choked no, up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. wow, yeah, this uh-huh. is something. Uh, I also got a little – Flair does it to me, I guess, because I also got a little choked up when he came back in Charlotte and WCW, yeah, Four Horsemen yeah, reuniting, yeah, yeah. and Arn Anderson's like, what a goof. I forgot. Rick Flair. And he comes out, and you know he's just pouring his, pouring his heart out to the to the crowd. That one was a good one. 
obviously the deaths, you know, Boys, Owen Hart, yeah. Eddie Guerrero. Um, <clears throat> but I'm gonna say, I, I'm gonna say those. Those were probably mine where it yeah. got to me. Well, he says, <clears throat> God, I'm terrible right now. Yes, you are. <clears throat> I'm terrible all the time. But yes. He says, take care. P.S. I would have sent a dollar, but a homeless man asked first. And seeing as you guys have jobs and places to stay, it wouldn't be fair. You don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> T-Mac sleeps in the studio. <laughs> I sleep in this goddamn studio all the time. Oh, I also forgot. GBL sent us a dollar. Yes. Thank you, sir. It was a uh, picture, picture of a dollar. Of a dollar. And he's Australian. Ha ha! We got a tweet from a, a guy I know named AJ or AH Walker. Okay. Uh, he's a British guy. British fella. Uh, British fella. And uh, he's he said he really enjoyed the interview and uh, Rob Schamberger and I told him, hey, sweet, then man, send an interview or send an email sometime. And he says, I- I'll do that, but you're not getting a dollar. He's British. So I said, that's okay. We accept pounds also. <laughs> no response. So. No response. Uh, yeah. The, those were the moments that made me cry. Those are the, the clarify, uh, uh, please, if you could on number four though. I felt like I kind of didn't yeah, do you yeah. justice. Hit us so back up. Hit us back up. Think about that. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get out of here though, man. It's late and I gotta work in like four hours, or yeah. get up in four hours at least. Uh, we'll let the rockers take you out because they rock. They rock. Kansas City, Midnight Rockers. That's where they formed. Pretty awesome. Yep. Bob Geigel. All right. At table show. <clears throat> on Twitter, tableshow at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to use the PayPal for donations for the website, for the cause, tableshow at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash Spanish Now's Table Podcast. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. At Titan TMAC. At The Awesome Voice. Is that it? That is. That's it. Bye bye. Jeremy Wyatt. Great interview. Great. Glad to have him here in studio. And we'll be back next week for number 18. Bye bye. Bye. 18, we're legal now.